everyone, and welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Barr, broadcasting today with my help, my good friends, Don and Doug at BBS Radio 1. I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. The, the purpose of my show is to make this world a much better and happier place, and I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this planet a, a much better place. Um, I wanted to start off today's show with uh, with my 528 love tuning, tuning fork and... Um, what the world needs now is lots of love, my friend, because we we have to do a lot of healing. But I think you'll really enjoy today's show. I'm going to hit this a couple of times, and this will spread love everywhere where you're listening. It's a 528 hertz love tuning fork, along with a crystal from Lemuria that's been blessed by the by Telos and Adama. So I'll hit this three times. I hope you can hear it okay, my friends. Okay, wonderful. That sets the tone for the show. Um, the um, as as my good friend Albert Einstein has told me many times, the most important and powerful force in the universe of love. And if we practice that every day, we can create a much better and, and happier planet. I want to thank everyone so much for their fantastic support today. Uh, we should have about 264 million listeners, a jump of eight million since last uh, last weekend, along with uh, approximately 165 million benevolent beings off planet. So much love to all my friends in the Pleiades and the Galactic um, Alliance who are listening today. Um, the um, the planet's changing for the better, and um, the purpose of this show is to raise consciousness and help people with the ascension. I know that if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier place. My shows are supported by listener contributions. It's entirely a, a uh, nonprofit uh, listener-supported show, and if you'd like to contribute to keep us going, just go to my BBS website, or you can go to triple www.outofthisworld1150.com and whatever contribute whatever you like. Today's show for the first hour will be uh, talking about the extinction of the beautiful monarch butterfly. Now this was, if you want to look for reasons why it's almost extinct, look no further than Bill Clinton and Monsanto because Bill Clinton uh, legitimatized, he legalized Roundup and uh, genetically modified corn and genetically modified soybeans back in the 90s. And as a result of that today, um, milkweed uh, is the main Milkweed is the main main plant that uh, the, the monarch butter, butterfly feeds off of. But if you're in the Midwest, you won't find much of it there. Go drive out past the cornfields in Iowa. I spent some time in Iowa here a couple days, a couple decades ago. Uh, beautiful place, a lot of nice people, um, very friendly people. But unfortunately, after 1996, um, Bill Clinton um, legalized Roundup and GMO corn. And as a result of that, you don't find any hardly any milkweed in the Midwest now. And that's and you used to find it on the roadsides and all kinds of places. But Roundup and GMO corn and GMO soybeans are so efficient, they wipe it out completely. And if you wipe out the food source for an for an insect like the monarch butterfly, guess what? Guess what? They go away. Uh, we'll be going into that in a few minutes about what you can do. There are some good people out there doing the best they can to increase the habitat. And if you live in the Midwest or you live in California or on the East Coast, you could create a monarch butterfly habitats in your own space of your own yard. A, a better longer term solution would be to completely outlaw and make illegal Roundup and GMO corn and GMO so soybeans, which are hazardous for your, not only your health, but also the environment as well. And this is the price we pay for for these um um for these um 
for for these uh, for these GMO crops. Uh, the second part of the show, uh, starting at about uh, ten forty five a.m. Pacific time, will be John Looney will be coming to us. He's a famous funeral director coming to us from the United Kingdom, telling him his firsthand experiences of what's happened with the shot program in the UK and by extension other parts of the world. I think you'll really enjoy his his presentation. The third part of the show, starting at twelve fifteen today p.m. Uh, Pacific time, will be on. Um, on the commemoration of the of the atomic bombs dropping on Hiroshima and Nagasaki back in World War II. And there's a there's a big group in Seattle called From um, Hiroshima to Hope. And every year they have a fabulous peace ceremony at Green Lake in North Seattle. Um, I'll be talking about that as well. That'll be actually be a week from today. Um, but it's a wonderful event, especially live, if you live in the Seattle, Portland area to go up to. It's free. And what they do at the at the end of the, all the ceremonies, they send out these beautiful um, uh, uh, rice paper um, crates uh, full of uh, writing peace and love and harmony on on them out in th into the lake. And they do all ma a mass meditation. And we're talking usually well over a thousand people, sometimes two thousand people there. And they've done this every year for so many years. And I think it's just a wonderful thing. Um, if you are in the area, um, you know, I definitely urge you to go. I'd like to go ahead and start first. Um, uh, Don, if we could play that first link, um, uh, Native American. Well, actually, let's do this. Let's show a picture of President Struhan Rogers. He's actually our president. I know people say that there's Joe Biden, but Joe Biden's dead. He died two years ago. This is the guy people should really uh, know who's our president. And this is his picture here. There he is. He's an English actor. Um, and he's pretending to be the president of the United States. Jim Carrey also fills in at, at times for him. But if you look at his pictures um, with the pictures of Joe Biden, it's an identical match. So um, anyway, um, if you're out there in the world, especially in America, um, and you want to know who really is this guy who's our president, it's Drewhan Rogers. He's an Englishman by law. Um, people born outside of the United States uh, cannot legally be president. But when you're a member of the cabal, you can do anything you want, right? So this is our president in the United States. People should know that and be aware of it. And I challenge anyone to prove me wrong. I had, I had some people writing me saying, prove it. And I said, well, look at the picture. You'll see what I mean. There's also uh, there's also pictures of Joe Biden or whoever he is having a mask and he's got like like plastic at the back of his neck. I mean, I mean, American public, the public, uh, we're not stupid and we see things. And um, of course, it's completely illegal. But when you're the cabal, you can do anything you want. Right. Legal laws, schmaz, doesn't matter. You just do what you want. Um, the next thing I want to play is a short little video. Um, about the Amish uh, celebrating Joe Biden or whoever they, whoever he is. It's about 40 seconds, and it's kind of an interesting little video I ran across. Uh, a friend of mine sent me this morning, and thank her so much for sending it. If we could play that, Don, that's the um, the 40-second Amish um, video. Um, should be there um, celebrating um, uh, Joe Biden. I hope you got it okay. And if you don't, we'll just move on to something else. But... Um, um, anyway, yeah, here we go. Thanks, Don, so much for, for showing that. There we go. He's got some flags there. <laughs> you know, it's bad when the Amish get political, and normally the Amish don't get political. They're very, um, they're very peaceful, loving people, but you see that in the Amish country. <laughs> That's how bad it's it's getting. Uh, the first clip I want to play to start off our, our segment on the monarch butterfly is um, 
uh, Native American prophecies are, are coming true. It's a little over five minutes, and I think it's a good way to start off this section of the show. If you wouldn't mind, there's two of them. One's on Native American prophecies, and the second is on the beautiful Hopi Indian prophecies as well. So I'd like to go ahead and we could play those first one followed by the second one. It's the, um, it's all Native American prophecies are coming true.html. If we could play that, Don, that would be, thank you, my friend, that'd be great. Hello, my relatives. I am an ally and I come from Yellow Thunder Village in our very sacred Black Hills, our Holy Land. Mother Earth is what really it's all about. The female-male balance in the universe, the disrespect for everything that is sacred is what's wrong with this, this society. And nothing's ever going to happen until this society accepts the fact in their heart what is needed is the knowledge and the wisdom that the earth is a living being. So please, start putting it in your heart. And she's alive. And she hurts. And she feels like you and I. It's the Hopi belief, it's our belief that if you're not spiritually connected to the earth and understand the spiritual reality of how to live on earth, it's likely you will not make it. Everything is spiritual. Everything has a spirit. Everything... Everything was brought to you by the Creator, the one Creator. Some people call him God, some people call him Buddha, some people call him Allah, some people call him other names. We call him Tonkashila, grandfather. The Lakota prophecies are brought to us by a great warrior named Crazy Horse. And everything he said is going to happen, it happened here, see. And there are two more things that's about to happen. He said he heard the voices of the children cry. So today we look around, you are the children. And see what's happening. You are. You are searched for the spirituality. And you are hunger for spirituality. And you are thirst for the spirituality. And many has things has gone wrong today. We start from the child abuse to child neglect, spouse abuse, elderly abuse, and abuse of one another and abusing yourself. And that is the sign where it says, you heard the voices of the children cry. So we are in that era right now. You know, I think we're at the end of a huge light, a flash in the sky, and they become brighter than day, he said. And charcoal and ashes fall from sky and cover the earth, he said. And the next day, there was a new beginning because 
He's seen new grass grow and the water is clear, he said. And this time he only see God's children playing down there, he said. No, these are the prophecies. These are what we heard. These are what we know. We've been told again and again. 200 years we've been listening to the prophecies. And the first thing you understand is, oh, oh, we're here. Oh, that happened already. That happened. So we are living in a time, like my grandson said, what's going to happen to me? Well, that's our job. Our job is to change people's minds. People have to change. Directions have to change. Values have to change. Otherwise, there's no mercy in nature. None. No mercy. Nature has none. Has only law, only rule. You don't abide the rule, you suffer the result. And it's just no habeas corpus here. It's what you do, how you live. Peacemaker said to the chiefs at the time, he said, build your nation on these principles, the first principle of peace. Peace. And with peace is health. Second principle is justice. You leaders, be fair to your people. And with that will come justice. Third one, power. The power of being united. The power of the good mind. The power of one mind. The other instruction a peacemaker said was, never take hope from the people. Give the people hope. And what is hope? It's leadership. It's principle. And that means the leader's got to be out there. Fight is on. Big fight now. Thanks so much, Don, for playing that. I want to welcome, I just want to welcome my good friend, John Aluni, coming to us live from the United Kingdom. Hey, John, um, you've come in a little early. Would you mind waiting a few minutes? I've just got a couple. No of... problem at all. No problem at all. Take your time, okay. Ted. Okay. The, um, the monarch butterfly here is near an extinction um, because of pesticides, Roundup, and GMO corn, and, and genetically modified soybeans. Anyway, I just have a little short segment on that, and um, and then we'll go right to you, John. Thanks so much for for, for being patient. Appreciate no it. No problem there. Every bit as important as me, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, my friend. You know, the, um, the Native Americans had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good things to say. And so I, I wanted to start off the show with them. Um, Don, could we play that second one with the Hopi? It's about three minutes long. It's about, um, we are our own, um, that we are the own, it's another YouTube link, link. We are our own, um, the, the solution we've been waiting for. Thanks. This this is about, uh, I think, about three minutes. Product that's going viral. Replace your whole roof in as little as eight hours. And right now. A prophecy made by the Hopi elders in June of the year 2000. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We have been telling people that this is the 11th hour. Now 
you must go back and tell the people that this is the hour and there are things to be considered. Where are you living? What are you doing? What are your relationships? Are you in a right relation? Where is your water? Know your garden. It is time to speak the truth. Create your community. Be good to each other. And do not look outside yourself for your leader. This could be a good time. There is a river flowing now very fast. It is so great and swift that there are those who will be afraid. They will try to hold on to the shore. They will feel they are being torn apart and they will suffer greatly. Know the river has its destination. The elders say we must let go of the shore, push off into the middle of the river, keep our eyes open and our heads above the water. See who is in there with you and celebrate. At this time in history, we are to take nothing personally, least of all ourselves. For the moment that we do, our spiritual growth and journey has come to a halt. The time of the lone wolf is over. Gather yourselves. Banish the word struggle from your attitude and your vocabulary. All that we do now must be done in a sacred manner and in celebration. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Thank you so much, uh, Don, for showing that. If we could also show a picture of the monarch butterfly would be great. I'm going to show people what the monarch looks like. It's a famous butterfly. Um, um, if you wouldn't mind just going ahead and showing that, Don, thank you so much. Um, then I'll... There's the monarch butterfly there. Take a good look at it, my friends, because um, uh, earlier this year, they only counted 1,914 pair of butterflies in the American Midwest. That's correct. 1,914 butterflies. That's all that's left of the monarch butterfly in the American Midwest. And people ask why. It's because of Bill Clinton and Monsanto. Monsanto is the inventor of Roundup, horrible chemical, causes uh, Crohn's disease, a lot of uh, problem, health problems for people. Um, it's also been, it's so efficient in wiping out weeds, it's wiped out just about 99.9% of the milkweed um, plants in the American Midwest. And that leaves with um, the, the monarch butterfly with virtually no, um, no habitat at all, nothing to eat. Um, and as a result, they've gone from millions of butterflies in the 80s down to just under 2,000 today. There's also um, the western monarch, monarch in uh, California um, and the eastern monarchs, which are doing a little better in the east coast, only because um, 
there's not quite as much farming for corn and, and soybeans on the East Coast as there is in the American Midwest. Um, so um, what can be done? Well, first thing that could be done is to designate um, designate the monarch butter, butterfly as a U.S. federally endangered species, which would get a federal habitat protection for the butter, butterfly. Monsanto doesn't want it because that means less profits. After all, we should support Monsanto, right? Well, that's a wonderful company. They're the ones who, who financed Bill and Hillary Clinton's campaigns in the 90s. And... Um, but they're killing, they are killing this planet with their chemicals. And the monarch butterfly is, is such, a, such a sad case of that. Because back just no longer than maybe 30 years ago, there were millions of these butterflies throughout the American Midwest going. They winter in Mexico and then they come up to the States. And um, now they're virtually exti- almost extinct. This is probably the last year you'll see them around in many parts of the United States. Something can be done. We can outlaw GMO corn, GMO soybeans, which are terrible products anyway, and get rid of Roundup, one of the worst chemicals you could ever use on your lawn, um, and stop using it. Boycott it. Boycott Monsanto Bear. They're the ones killing off this planet. They're destroying it. And when the Hopi talked about the children crying, we can go into this, John, in a few minutes, but I think what they were talking about is the children crying from getting, getting the back shot. And, and a lot of those kids are dying off and we can, we can talk about that too. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a total disrespect for not only mother earth, but also, uh, people too. Just disrespect for people. I mean, um, but the, the time, the, the, um, the hour is very short right now. The time is 1159 a.m. with one minute to mid or p.m. with one minute to midnight. For the for the monarch butterfly, uh, senators like um, Chuck Grassley out of Iowa, who's been there for a billion years in the Senate, why doesn't he do anything? One of the reasons why is because he make he gets money off Monsanto. I got the records too in my Facebook post. I showed you the records. There's records there showing how much money he's gotten from from Monsanto. It's not only him, but other senators and representatives as well. With a flick of a of a pen or a, or a, 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 he could, he could ask for federal protection and probably get it for the monarch butterfly. He's been there for what, 40 odd, more than about 40, 35, 40 years. President Struhan Rogers, um, which is the real name of the English actor playing Joe Biden, who actually died two years ago. President Rogers could sign a bill uh, with an executive order mandating Endangered Species Act status for the monarch butterfly, but he doesn't do it. I mean, I don't, I really don't know what, Biden does, except uh, sits around and stares in his face. He's always, he acts like he's got dementia. But uh, something needs to be done, my friends. Um, Short of all that um, uh, is to create your own butterfly habitat. And one of the company, one of the organizations um, you can do that with is a a group called Xerces.org, spelled X-E-R-C-E-S dot O-R-G. Wonderful group. I urge you to support them. They've got habitat kits there that you can you can also um, you can you can also use um, the monarch butterfly has been listed as endangered by the International Union Union for the Conservation of Nature. It's a private group of scientists. Forget our government. Our government's crap, and everybody knows it. It's an illegal government. It wasn't. It didn't have the vote of the people here last year. It's a false, fake government. But why don't hell they get off their off their asses and do something about it? They could save this butterfly. But I guess money's more important. Monsanto's more important, and the Clintons are more important than saving this beautiful species. Um, it's really disgusting what's happening. The 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 number of 
of of um, butterflies of this kind of butterfly between 1980 and and 2021 last year dropped 99.9 percent what more do you need to wake up now the monarchs do a lot of things including pollinate fruit trees and and crops so without the the butterfly guess what you're not going to have your crops anymore and we're going to have food shortages biden's planning food shortages anyway for the united states and other parts of the world so we all need to stand up to this nonsense because if we don't um, we're going to lose. We're going to. We are really going to be on the short end end, end of the stick, um, and we don't have to take it. You know, we've been the ones, according to the Hopi, that that, that we are our own best best hope. And uh, with that, I guess we'll start a little early, John, <laughs> and and bring you on. Uh, John Aluni is a good friend of mine. He's been on my show before. He's a funeral director in the United Kingdom. And what I like about him is that he's got a, a really good heart and he likes standing up and, and telling the truth. He has a lot to say. And um, John, thank you so much for coming on my show today. Um, really appreciate it. You can talk as long as you like today. Okay, we got to check your audio, John. Let's see. Yeah, that's better, Ted. Um, okay. Thank you for having me on, mate. It's been a little while, hasn't it? It's nice to see your face again. And no, nice to see you. the things that you're doing um, are important. They're important things. You know, to some people, it's just a butterfly. But it's not. It's a life. And it's part of the ecosystem of this planet, you know. Right. Um, right. And we should be uh, – I, I listened in awe uh, of these Indian, uh, uh, these Native American uh, um, prophecies because um, it's been – it's kind of coming to pass everywhere, isn't it? And the children crying um, particularly resonated with me. Because we've seen, um, I was hearing a lot of uh, um, stories of baby deaths um, recently and a, a vast increase in them. Now, we offer our funeral services uh, at our funeral home for nothing for a child. You know, I'll even pay for the coffin myself because I won't profit from the death of a child. Now, thankfully, um, as nature intended, these deaths are very, very rare. But it seems to be that they're becoming more and more frequent in really unnerving numbers, Ted. And um, I kind of saw a video testimony from a, a funeral director in the UK called Wesley. Um, I reached out to him, spoke to him, confirmed he is indeed a funeral director. And he talked about um, seeing exactly what I've said that I've seen with the fake pandemic and a uh, high death rate in job recipients. But he also mentioned that um, he was seeing an extremely large number of babies um, being born, stillborn. Um, and I couldn't understand why there was this vast increase, but my phone wasn't ringing, you know. And then I went to the local crematorium a couple of weeks ago, and they've got a notice board in the waiting room. And, and what it does is it's an information board for people that turn up for services. And, for example, it will say John Smith, three o'clock service, and then it lists who the funeral director is taking care of that deceased. Now, I'm noticing more and more baby names coming up and uh, the the arranging funeral director is Milton Keynes University Hospital, which is the local hospital. They're now undertaking these funerals directly, um, which is something I've never really known before. Um, mm. so, so that obviously is quite troubling. Then we spoke to a member of staff at the crematorium who confided in us that the hospital is transferring deceased babies up to six and eight at a time from the hospital directly to the crematorium. And I would suggest the reason for that Mm. is to, to keep it quiet you know so mm. i i would kind of appeal to anyone who is a midwife and sees this happening and feels that something's very very wrong to consider speaking out because 
these are our prophesized children crying. Do, do you know? Um, yeah. So, you, you know, people, um, unfortunately, we live in a society, Ted, where people generally don't care much about each other these days. They don't care about strangers, you know. Uh, when I was a child, I, I we didn't have iPads. We didn't have mobile phones. We had, um, I had a yellow chopper bike. Uh, pedal, pedal bike and something called the great outdoors and i knew everyone in the street everyone knew me we all mixed we uh, you know if you went to see a friend you knocked on the door and you asked them to come out and play uh, and it was a much much better time now we've got people who don't even know who lives next door to them and they don't want to know right. they don't want to know they want to live mm -hmm. a virtual world and i would uh, suggest right. that this has been a deliberate act mm -hmm. uh, certainly a deliberate act so so mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm really concerned now uh, because people don't generally bat an eyelid when someone 30, 40, 50 years old passes away. They, they get over it pretty quickly and they move on. You know, it's unfortunate, it's sad, it's tragic. They soon forget. But if there are babies dying in record numbers to vaccinated mothers, then it's clear that something is very, very wrong. Now, a guy for you to look into, Ted, mm -hmm. is a man, is a doctor from Australia called Dr. Luke McLinden. So his surname is spelled M-C-L-I-N-D-O-N, Luke McLinden. He's um, uh, an extremely well-qualified guy in, in, America, uh, in Australia. He works, um, or he works, he's just been fired. So what he does, he collated the numbers uh, of stillbirths in women, miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And the regular rate is between four and 14% and, and occasionally peaks at 16% for miscarriages. Let me ask you a question, Ted. How many, uh, what do you think the percentage rate of miscarriage in vaccinated mothers across the globe is right now? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I have actually a, 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 a poster about that. It's between 84 to 97% in the United States. Yeah, 74% yeah. is what he's finding locally. And yeah. he's published them figures and they've sacked him straight away. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, so I'm kind of hoping that this guy will reach out perhaps to me or to someone else and I can point him in the right direction to get okay. the one to get the support that he needs, but number two, to be able to tell his story because people need to know what is going on. This is right. genocide, is genocide. Right, right. It's, it's, um, it's every bit as bad and I think worse than what the Nazis did in World War II. This is biblical. I mean, they. Um, uh, you have to remember, and I, I think um, I've kind of lost all faith in my government to the point that history is written by the winners. They they quote numbers of six million. That's the tip of the iceberg for right. this. This is a biblical right. event, um, right. and there are far more than six million people that have been killed already. I can guarantee it globally. Far more, um, and they're being born dead. In, in massive numbers, numbers that historically we've never, ever seen, Ted. So, so, and more worryingly, is the people that are complicit, that are just totally going with it, that have been totally brainwashed, um, coerced, and are supporting this narrative and not speaking out, and they're being threatened, they're being censored. The ones that do are being sacked. You know, what can't people see? Do they have to wait for this to touch their family before they see it? You know, um, if right. you keep if you keep going and getting these jabs, you will get sick and you will die. And it won't be because I haven't had mine. Right, 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 right. Um, there was a very poignant um, video I watched um, just a couple of days ago 
and I'm looking for it now. I'm going to send it to Donna so we can play it. It's just a very short video, but it's, it's, um, there it is. It's about, um, uh, this young woman, she's in her mid thirties, 36. And she was, she finally caved in and took the shot. And it's, it's a TikTok video, John, of before. I've uh, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, made me cry watching her. Yeah. Yeah. And she, um, she took the shot and uh, let me see. I think she was dead within three weeks, two and a half weeks. It was, um, I'll send that to uh, Don so we can play that. There's a, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to show and uh, um, people should be aware of it. Um, I was so sad. Here's a woman in the prime of her life. Um, and she's, um, yeah, and that and that's uh, that was all. Yeah, and 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 there's no liability for the government. No, I mean, no. they it's, it's uh, they don't care. They they knew what was going to happen. I sat with Sir Graham Brady in September in Westminster, surrounded uh-huh. by scientists and and um, professors and and doctors and lawyers, and they all knew what they all told um, Sir Graham what was going to happen. He wasn't shocked. He wasn't horrified. He admitted it was above his pay grade and he couldn't do anything about it and he couldn't promise anything. And lo and behold, nothing's changed. This is um, coming from far, far higher up the snake. Um, And I hope that people target the head of the snake. That's what I hope, because I think until they do, things are not going to change. And these people want this planet for themselves and they're going to take it and they're going to destroy us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, it's a lesson for all of us to to wake up. And it's not it's not only um, it's not it's not only um, the health field, too, but our military as well. Did you know that um, um, President Biden or whatever the hell his name is, um, he just whoever he is, whoever he is. Yeah, he just gave um, the largest uh, naval facility in the United States to the um, um, to the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and it's uh, our our naval base is in Virginia called Northwork, and it's it's now um, uh, it's now run by a French French general with no American flags. Yeah, it's a deliberate act. And when you look at all the hardware that was left in Afghanistan, look at the the grounding of uh, I think it's another two hundred or one hundred and eighty F-15s due to faulty. They, they're saying they've got faulty ejector seats now. This is a deliberate act, and this is why he, he mandates the, the uh, vaccinating of, of all military personnel. This is a deliberate act to make the U.S. military an ineffective fighting force. There are Chinese troops in Canada. They will come south. They will come south, and they'll do it state by state, right. and, and they will take America out. This is um, – there's a, a number of people with a number of fingers in a number of pies, and, and one of them uh, is the Chinese. Um, and they're sitting there waiting um, whilst America is slowly and deliberately and methodically dismantled. I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Absolutely, John. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you if you guys, if you're taken out in America, if America's taken out, we've lost the world because the only thing that's, that's dragging their heels a little bit is the Second Amendment because these people are all armed. In Europe, they disarmed us a long time ago, and we're very easy prey now. In yeah. America, it's, it's not that easy. So what you're going to see is a number of ever-increasing um, uh, outrageous uh, school shootings, uh, and, and I believe that ultimately that's an attempt to persuade the American civilians to hand their guns in. Right. And once they do, right. once they do and they change 
um, the Second Amendment, you're going to be very easy prey. You're going to be very easy prey, the same as we are in Europe. Sure. Oh, it, it's um, when you look down. One of the things, Ted, about me speaking out publicly, I think people, um, mm. you look at someone and they use sincerity, and I think people know that I'm telling the truth. And yeah. I've had a lot of people reach out to me, Ted, and, and they are very influential people. Some of these British intelligence um, soldiers, police officers, right. um, doctors, scientists, professors. I speak to them on a regular basis. I'm very, I feel very privileged to do so, you know. So mm-hmm. they tell me what's going on. Um, economists, you know, the economy uh, and things that influence um, world events. You'd be horrified if you knew what the future held. You know, I, I believe there's going to be a huge attempt at a power shift on this planet. Um, it's going to be about ultimate control. Um, uh, there's been plenty of talk. Gates has sat down and he's openly said we're going to reduce the world population and we're going to do that with vaccines. What did people think that he meant? What did he, you know, what else could he have said? That you know, it's there, it's in your face. Um, I believe that these people are Luciferian. There's um, certainly Illuminati and, and the Club of Rome involved. And people at the top end of the snake orchestrating this. And I just hope that there is a force of good. You know, we hear about these white hats. Are they real? When right. will when will they do something if they're real? You know, I keep hearing of, uh, uh, you know, is this controlled um, opposition kind of thing to keep the masses patient and patient as the net kind of closes in? I really think we're in real trouble. We're in real trouble and it, it, it's getting worse and worse and worse. I'm not afraid of them. You know, I fully expect um, to be rounded up at some point. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid. It won't stop me telling the truth and speaking out against them. Because um, I can tell you the moment my life ends, I'll be running back into the light to get back and have another crack at them. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, f- I feel the same way. I've had over a dozen different threats on my life. I know where they're coming from. Um, a lot of them are from Simon Parks um, and a three-letter agency he works for. I'm not afraid to sell that. I mean, I've had all these threats on me. So at any rate, um, but they're, they definitely want to control humanity and they want to kill us off. There's a, there's a defense uh, department contractor called Deacon, and they forecast a couple of years ago, John, that the population, I, I'm trying to think what they, they said for Britain. I think Britain was um, two-thirds reduction. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I saw the figures myself. I think it was down to about 22 million. Um, but, but you know, when we look at the Georgia Guidestones that mysteriously were just destroyed by what I suspect was probably an energy weapon, looking at the video footage, um, right. it's a lot less than that even. You know, you're talking about 500 million there. Um, so, so, you know, I've got no doubt what's happening. Um, right. Is it right? Will we see divine intervention? You know, is there someone up there watching what's happening with dismay will step in? I really hope so. I really hope so, because these people are insane. They're insane. They're pure evil. Um, You know, and I'm tired of putting kids in their 20s and 30s in coffins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently there's been a uh, there's been so many baby caskets ordered here in the United States for dead babies from parents who've stupidly taken the shots. Yeah, of course. There's a shortage now. Pallets. Yeah. So I talked to one of the guys that I speak to quite regularly. He used to work within the industry on um, the creme film. Now, let me explain. The creme film is like a plastic liner that goes inside these caskets. And the particular company that he worked for was doing one week in four on this specific creme film for caskets. They're now doing three weeks a month. 
Wow. Yeah, the, so it's tripled. It's tripled. You know, that would correlate. If you think, um, yeah. you know, the, the death rate in, in, or the miscarriage rate uh, could go up to 14, 16%, triple that, you know, uh, and then even a little bit more. But yes, demand is definitely going up. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I'm certainly, I mean, mm-hmm. this is the time of the year for me, Ted. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. So I've got 12 people in my care at the moment. Usually I would have about five this time of year. This is the time when it's quiet and we go away on holiday, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I just, um, it's, it's one thing sitting and hearing it last September in Westminster and thinking, oh, my God, that's horrific. But when you see it now starting to happen, um, this mm-hmm. winter is going to be even worse. The next winter will be even worse again. And mm-hmm. I do wonder at what point they're going to say, oh, that's the new variant. It's not vaccine injury. Even right. though they're paying mm-hmm. out vaccine injury in the UK yeah. now, they're paying it to people. You know, uh, they're acknowledging it and paying it out. Um, Mark Stein is on GB News every night, slating them um, and presenting fact and witness deposition and, and testament from, from victims. When will the masses wake up? I, I really, uh, I don't know. I sense there is a, a great awakening and these people are waking up. But, you know, the average Joe blogs here, they come home from work and they want to log on Facebook or watch Johnny Depp um, court case or, or TikTok or, or they want to, um, you know, see what's um, happening in the, the puppet show as regards Tory politicians <laughs> that are all WEF, um, World Economic Forum groomed anyway. So okay. they're only going to carry on where the, the rest have done, you know. I kind of despair. I kind of despair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When will I, we see I, people with a moral compass, Ted? Well, right. Well, the, the educational system here in the United States um, is designed to take out the moral compass out of students. In Washington, oh, the same here. It's the yeah, same really? here. Yeah. So now uh, we have the police escorting drag queens to local um, build, uh, public buildings, libraries, to groom children. Wow. And the, and the police protect them wow. and escort them in. It's unbelievable. There's footage of it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Drag queens for kids of four or five, mm-hmm. normalizing uh, this twisted mindset. You know, it's not mm-hmm. right. It's not right. And people, mm-hmm. anyone with a moral compass knows that, mm-hmm. you know, but now we have police officers actively protecting them and escorting them in to groom children. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen extensive footage of it. It's, it's disgusting. They should be utterly ashamed of themselves. They're not yeah. policing. They're pr- protecting child abusers. Yeah, yeah, it gets worse. Um, in the public school system in Washington State, headed by a Democrat governor named Jay Inslee, they've normalized pedophilia because little kids as young as um, six, seven years old um, are is are greeted by uh, sex education manuals of of men and women in different sexual acts, um, same sex acts, whatever. I mean, it's all it's a, it's it's anything goes. Anything else. And by, and, and by uh, age 12 or 13, um, uh, the school districts now say that it's right. It's okay for children to choose the sex they want to be so they can have. It's unbelievable. I'm, I, I, uh, my son's got a cousin um, who's the same sort of age. And she, um, the, the kids are being encouraged to label themselves um, with a sexuality at kind of eight, nine, ten years old. You right. know, ha- half of the kids in this and our, his cousin's year identify uh, as lesbian you know half of the girls wow it's insane it's insane why would you do that to children that you're supposed to be nurturing and protecting 
And why would the authorities think that it's a good idea? It's um, it's not. It's not. And, uh, you know, I'm all for live and let live, but I don't go around screaming that I'm heterosexual and I must be proud of that and throwing it in everyone's face. You know, um, there are certain ways that things should be done. And, you know, uh, grooming children with drag queens at the age of five and six years old, mm-hmm. it's not appropriate. I can tell you um, I would commit crime if, if a, a drag queen approached my six-year-old. Um, they'd be told in no uncertain terms where to go. Right, right, exactly. Well, it's um, a lot of a lot of parents here are pulling their kids out of public schools just because they're so bad and doing homeschooling. Can you do that in the UK where you are? Can you pull them out of public schools or are they forced to go to school? Uh, so I'm told that in France they've made it illegal now. You know, they have to groom these children. I suspect the same sort of move will be made in the UK as parents become e- e- increasingly angry at the deliberate sexual perverse grooming of their children. You know, mm-hmm. they'll make it illegal to do it. Um, and I, and then you'll be an unfit parent. Then they'll take your kids into care. Um, I'm very fortunate in that my son is, is set in his ways. He's like me. He sees right and wrong. He's already, it's too late. They won't be able to groom him. They, yeah. You know, he's too yeah. strong. But he's 11, kind of going on 18. He's a big boy. Yeah. You right. know, he's, he's yeah. very sensible. He knows right from wrong. He's got a moral compass mm-hmm. um, because we've instilled that into him. But you've got younger kids that are a, a bit more easy influenced. I despair, Ted. I honestly despair. You know, where when where would this end? Um Well, they're doing various things to cut down on the world population. This is one of them. Hmm. And to do that to well, well, why don't they lead by example and take their own lives then? <laughs> you know, lead by example. If you're a leader and you've got anything about you and you want to help, um t- end your own life. End your own life rather than take the lives of innocent people who have no idea what you're doing. If the world would be a better place for less people on it, mm-hmm. jump off the ship. <laughs> that That's, sounds you, great. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, I, I'm, no, I'd, I'd be happy to help them, honestly. I'm so sick and tired uh, of, yeah. of seeing young lives destroyed on the back of lies and bullying and coercion and deceit and, and frightening people to death. You know, these poor people... Uh, gone to their graves, probably never knowing half of them, you know. Uh, and people have to ask themselves, you know, in the UK, why have we got 130,000 NHS staff who would rather lose their jobs than take the protection? I go from care home uh, to care home, picking up, and they're all saying the same thing. They all know it's total rubbish, you know, mm-hmm. and they all tell me how um, they were dropping like flies the moment the injections went into them. You know, what can't people see? What can't people see? Right. Um, Gates sat there. He said he would depopulate um, by vaccination. What did people think that meant? That's exa- exactly what he's doing, isn't it? Exactly. I would suggest it's it's um, the chemtrails in the sky, the, the poison in the tap water. Um, how many people have got a lab to check that out? They haven't. They keep drinking tap water and they'll think we're mad um, and they'll get sick. You know, it, it's I kind of despair. 5G that's coming out is part of the plan as well. These Jabs are well documented to be full of graphene oxide that's easily influenced by 5G. You know, right. what they, when they flick that on in your area and people start dropping, they're going to call that another um, variant. Oh, yeah, they're going to call it monkeypox or some sort of silly Yeah, thing. of course, of course. And and these people, it's funny because I knew these people um, in in the, the coroner's offices and, and um, mortuaries, and they're good people, but they seem just totally not to see it. Now, they can only be for one of a couple of reasons. Either they're complicit or they're completely hoodwinked. You know, if they've been jabbed, perhaps they've lost the ability to critically think and that element of compassion that's required to care. 
I really don't know, but I see it clearly. I mean, we had a 30 year old in a couple of weeks ago who passed away suddenly. There wasn't an ounce of fat on him. He was in really, really good nick. You know, he's 30 years old. He's in his prime. And, um, he'd been, uh, he'd had a postmortem and they were waiting for histology and they, the family asked us to embalm him. We opened him up. We, so the way it works with a um, postmortem, they open your cavity up, they cut your organs all out. They weigh them, they measure them, they take blocks and slides, and then they put them in a bag and the bag goes back in the cavity. So obviously his circulatory system has been compromised and we can't embalm as we would with a, a straight case, you know, um, where a straight case, you would go into the carotid artery and you would pump fluid. It would usually go all around the body, but in jab recipients, it doesn't. It, we can't get it round. We have to do six-pointer. So we go in both ephemeral arteries in the legs, the radials under the arms and both sides of the neck because mm. they're blocked up with this white crap. So mm-hmm. anyway, this this guy, we took, um, we opened his cavity up, took his, his bag out and targeted the individual arteries with the embalming pump. And he's, they were virtually all blocked with white, a uh, white substance that resembles calamari um, that, that had grown inside his arteries. It's, yeah, if you grab it with the tweezers, um, Ted, it's like elasticy, bright white calamari. And in fact, I'm going to go and grab a sample that I've got. I'll be okay. 30 seconds. Great, great. Um, I'll keep talking to you. Um, but basically, <laughs> this young man's arteries, well, absolutely, chock-a-block full. It's no wonder that he died. Wow. Did he take both? Did he take the Pfizer shots? What did he take? I really don't know. I know he was. Um, he took the jabs because his sister told me. I see. Okay. Right, I'm just uh, about. Okay, take your time there, my friend. It shouldn't be. That's the sickening thing. So this stuff basically grows inside the uh, the arteries and it takes the shape of the arteries. It fills up and it fills up and it fills up until it blocks those arteries. I see. And wow. then these people are dropping dead um, and they appear to have died from a blood clot because that's what usually blocks arteries is blood clots. And it's not. It's this white stuff. So I'll hold it up to the. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's. That's so that one. that has been pulled from all individual arteries and popped into that that test tube. Right, right. So the bigger the artery, the bigger the the volume of growth. Um, uh, traditionally, with a clot, you you would put it on a tray. You could right. press it with your thumb; it would break down. You could wash it away with a tap. This, right? It's, it's like elastic bands or calamari. It's really really tough. Um, and this came out of a 30 year old, you know, now when I raised concerns with the coroner, they seemed to think, um, there was a possibility it grew postmortem. Um, mm. you know, uh, what, grow, what grows when you die, nothing grows except perhaps mm. mold as your body breaks down. You know, it's, it's, um, it's heartbreaking. I mean, this guy, um, Iota that goes into his heart was about 80% blocked with this stuff. Um, and there's a, an embalmer called Richard Hirschman, who you'll have heard of. And um, he is based in Alabama. He's a trading bomber, so he goes from funeral home to funeral home. He's got bags with hundreds and hundreds of samples that he's pulled from, from um, wow. jab, jab recipients, hundreds. And he's labelled each one and the age of that person. And it's yeah. identical. It's exactly the same thing. And this yeah. is something that we've never, ever seen before. 
And yeah. I've been in the trade 15 years. My Obama's done 20 years. He's BIE registered. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know Richard Hirschman. I'm not sure exactly how long he's been doing it for, but he's a very experienced, uh, a very straight guy, you know. Um, so I suspect all these young footballers uh, um, and athletes that we're seeing dropping down dead suddenly after exertion, this yeah. is why, because they've got this growing in. And my theory is, yeah. and, and a growing theory is, if you have 10 children, they'll grow at different paces, okay? So yeah. some people will grow this very quickly, and others yeah. will grow it more slowly. Yeah. Now, when I open someone up, Ted, somebody, some people have um, um, arteries uh, like a biro pen. Other people's are like a straw. Some people have an artery as thick as your finger uh, and everything in between. And, and it doesn't matter on the size of the person. So um, if you grow this white stuff pretty quickly and you've got very small, thin arteries, you're going to fall over quicker. Whereas if you've got big arteries and perhaps it doesn't grow in your system after you've been jabbed quite as quickly, you're not going to suffer any visible ill effects for some time. Um, but yeah, that, so I suspect that's what's happening. The people that are falling over uh, probably got um, a very quick rate of growing this stuff inside them, wherever it is. Uh, right. And they've also got smaller arteries. Right. Right. I, um, I've heard that too, that, um, it's, um, I mean, people have to wake up. I mean, what, what more, what more do you need to, 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 I mean, what more do you need to do? I mean, um, in terms of waking people up regarding. The, I really the- don't know. I, I, in honesty, Ted, I've kind of come to terms with the fact that um, I'm not going to be able to wake everyone up because people just won't listen. They're very frightened. They've been bullied. They've been coerced threatened with their jobs and and they've done a very good job of enslaving all of us haven't they um uh, financially you know we have to go out every day to work just to keep a roof over your head and that over here is coming increasingly hard it was interesting to see the price of um fuel so at the pump at the moment it's just under two pounds um a liter Uh wow yeah yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal price. It's um, yeah. and there's there's That's no reason lot. for it. Yeah, there's no reason yeah. for it. That's it's just lot. it's a deliberate act. It's a deliberate act. What they want to do is um, mm. uh, it's very interesting because when we spoke to Sir Graham, um, a guy called Mark Sexton, um, said to them, uh, uh, well, we we all said to him, there's going to when people find out what you've done, there's going to be civil war across your civil unrest. He said that the government um, expected it. Um, they they were ready for it because they've built all these huge new prisons and they're actually surprised it hasn't happened already. And that was back in September. So I suspect what they're going to do now is keep prodding the angry bear, making food prices dearer and dearer, um, deliberately not importing wheat from Russia and the Ukraine uh, and blaming Putin. So people are going to starve. You know, last year they tried to implement um, a, a digital passport and people weren't interested whether they were vaccinated or not. They realized what the implications were of that on their freedoms. So they turned their nose up and and, um, they haven't got rid of the people they had in place to do it. I suspect what we're going to see shortly um, is going to be a digital ration card and everyone's got to eat, haven't they? Um, I would rather starve. I'm never going to engage. I can tell you now, I will starve because I won't engage with them. Well, um, I, I, I get messages from uh, John F. Kennedy and uh, a lot of good spirits, great spirits on the other side. And they, they, they said that uh, we're, we're in a battle right now. And oh, they, 100%. I would have never believed it, Ted. I, I right. would have never have believed it until I'd seen it 
and with my own eyes and heard it with my own eyes. This is a battle of good against evil. These Luciferian um, psychopaths um, are going to destroy this planet so they can have it for themselves. That's right. the reality, you know, and, and I think America and Europe are, are the main targets because we're the only threats to that dominance. You know, um, yeah. if America falls, we've all had it. Yeah, and it's very frustrating for me here living uh, where I do because a lot of people are, are still brainwashed here. Um, and it's very difficult to talk to them. Even when people die, they'll argue with you and say, oh, no, no, no. My, my dad or mom or relative or friend, they didn't die from the vax. It was from this or that. That's what the doctors say. And the doctors are covering it up too. So, mm. I mean, um, well. So, so um, uh, I go back to my story when I, uh, so just before Christmas, November time, I took a call from a guy who told me he was secret services. Um, I believe him. I spoke to him for about 40 minutes. Um, uh, it was a very intense conversation. Most of it was me listening. And if he was um, lying to me, he was very, very good. Uh, he wasn't a secret agent. He was in communications. So he was passing the information around that he was being given to do so. And he said to me a number of, of really troubling things. One of the things that he said to me was that I would be targeted. Um, and lo and behold, a few weeks later, I fell ill. I went into a hospital. Uh, three COVID tests all were negative. Um, right. I could, yeah, I couldn't get my breath, um, but didn't have COVID, apparently. And these are the same tests they're putting the elderly on palliative care on the basis of and starving them to death. You know, I know because nurses have told me. So They, um, they, wanted, I, to, they wanted to put you on Desivere, didn't they? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the, the, what they wanted was a prominent anti-vaxxer that everyone knew to die from COVID. That's I... what they wanted. Yeah, that's what they wanted. They didn't get it. So the, on the the following morning that I was admitted, early hours of the morning, I had a, a uh, consultant sit on the end of the bed and he said, right, we're going to save your life. They kind of lead in with the same scare tactic message. It doesn't intimidate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't intimidate me. Uh, you know, I kind of, it, it actually, I looked at him and I thought, what a twat, you know. Uh, and um, anyway, he said, we're going to start you on Rendezvous. I said, you're not. He said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, let's have a look um, on Google. I'm in here as a respiratory patient. I said, you know, let's have a look at the side effects of remdesivir to me as a respiratory patient. You right. can Google them. It's there, drugs.com. Breathing difficulty, wheezing and tightness of chest, kidney function, liver function. Lo and behold, what do people who allegedly get COVID die from? Kidney and liver function and breathing difficulty. Really? Wow. Yeah, of course. The, the, the medicine is what's killing them. Right. So um, later in the day, I told him, no, I said, I'm not having it. I'm not interested. Um, I, I, you know, unless you can tell me why you think this is a good idea, these side effects. Uh, and he did. He didn't even want to talk about it. He just stomped away saying he was oh, I'm doing what I'm told. So later in the day, I had a woman um, sit on the oh, end of the bed. Told. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of course, because he had no argument. He, had, he couldn't. You know, how can you justify giving a, um, a, a, a respiratory patient something that makes it difficult to breathe? And it's documented. You can look, you can find it on Google. Yeah. You know, if you Google side effects of remdesivir, you'll, yeah, one of the good sites is drugs.com. Go there and have a look. So, um, and then tell me if you think that's conducive to recovering a, a respiratory patient. It's not. Mm -hmm. Nobody, you know, look at what Fauci did um, uh, treat, treating. Ebola patients, uh, babies in Africa, he killed loads. Uh, the mortality rate uh, of babies that he gave remdesivir to was 53%. 53% of the babies 
Fauci gave remdesivir to died. Do you know what they died from? Kidney and liver failure. Exactly the same thing. It seems to be um, oh, a wonderful cure for all ailments, remdesivir, isn't it? You know. Um, so, so later in the day, I had a, a, a stooge from U- Oxford University, a girl sat on my bed and she led in with the same World Economic Forum line. We're going to save your life. And I, I kind of said to her, have you not looked at my notes? I haven't got COVID. I took three of your tests. Um, I haven't got COVID. Oh, well, well, we want to be sure. And she couldn't look at me, Ted. She was like that. The floor <laughs> and the sea. It was comical. It was pathetic to witness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she said, I, I want to give you baracitinib was the first one. So I'm going to type it for people. Baracitinib in the chat. That's the first drug. And the second drug she offered me was to- Toxilizumab, ignore, ignore the bracket on the end. Um, okay. So those are two drugs that she offered me. Now, mm-hmm. I said, okay, uh, let's, let's have a look at the side effects of them and just see if it's conducive to a respiratory um, cover, uh, patient recovering. Tightness of breath, difficulty breathing, kidney wow. function, liver function. These people are insane. They're deliberately poisoning people under the guise of it being treatment. And any um, treatments that were effective and have been proved effective, like uh, hydrochlorine uh, or whatever it is, and uh, ivermectin, mm-hmm. right. they're deliberately pulling them off the table because they want that death rate. That's what mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen it firsthand. I'm seeing it in a funeral home, putting kids, kids in right. coffins, and I've laid in the bed as a hospital patient on the ward. And I kind of said to her, look, I said, do you think, I said, there it is in black and white on drugs.com, the side effects, difficulty breathing. How is that going to help me? Oh, uh, I'm only doing what I'm told and scuttled away like a rat. Uh, she couldn't even look me in the eye because she knew she oozed guilt and yet still does it, you know, and the two guys that um, were sat opposite me who'd, who'd sign, oh, and she asked me to sign a waiver as well. Sign it. We'll sign your life. We're going to save your life with baricitinib and toxilizumab. And then if you sign this waiver, we'll give them to you. You know, and like, you must be crazy. I said, if you think I'm going to take it down, you can think again. Um, uh, oh, you'll die. You'll die. Okay. It's a miracle I'm alive, Ted. Well, thank God you are. Um... Well, it's, it's um, to be honest with you, we're all here for the blink of an eye anyway. You know, if I can if I can touch someone's life or, or save someone's life or, or just by furnishing them with the truth of what's going on or make them think twice or save a child somewhere, then my life would be of purpose. I'm not frightened of them. Let them. I don't care. Let them kill me. I really don't care. You know, I, I've got everything to live for. I'd love another 20 years, um, but I'm not going to submit to their twisted um, madness and, and, and support their, their cull of innocent people because that's what it is. You know, right. I've had doc- doctors and nurses um, reach out to me and tell me they'll know they'll put an injection in your arm. They won't put in their own. You know, that's so right. The, that's right. Did you, did you, yeah. did you see, did you see the shot that Justin Trudeau allegedly took last year? They took a, they didn't even, the nurse didn't even it used, she used a, a, a syringe, but didn't even have a needle in it. Yeah, exactly that. I'd love to give Trudeau can have all of my jabs. I would give them to him personally. I would let him have all my protection and, and face COVID. Right. Bring me Trudeau. I would give him every jab that he, he can have all of mine. I want him to have that utmost protection. Scumbag. Yeah. Right. He's a scumbag for what he's done. And they know, Ted, they know what they're doing. I watched Sir Graham Brady's face. They know, they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Their theory is to reduce the population of the world so, so it's theirs. And the yes. world economic, Klaus Schwab, you know, um, you, you know, you will have nothing and you will be, be happy. That's right, yeah. Because well, that the you... people in Nazi Germany in the concentration camps, they had nothing, but they weren't happy. No. That's the kind of world they want to create for us. Uh, these people world. are, they're insane. They're insane. They're Luciferian. They're insane. They're, they're perverse, Luciferian, and insane. That they, it's showing that, you know, they're promoting the twisted ideology, even to kids now, trying to normalize the death of youngsters. You know, I can tell you as a funeral director of 15 years, uh, I'm seeing now they're saying even kids have heart attacks. Do you know what? They don't. You might get one in a million. Um, I've never, ever dealt with a child that's had a heart attack in 15 years. And I don't sit on my ass. I work hard. So I'm out there looking after people. I've never come across a single child that's had cardiac arrest. Does it happen? Yes, it does. Does it happen in the numbers it's happened now? No, they've all been jabbed. That's what's doing it. It'd be this crap growing inside tiny little arteries and veins, you know, and the coroners will see it and they'll ignore it because they're under instruction to do so. And they're all getting paid off as a result. Well, I I kind of, I don't know the reasons. I would suspect duress, maybe they've signed a non-disclosure agreement uh, and the financial um you know, it would have to be. I kind of I kind of chewed this over. Why are these people that were good covering this up? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just in my area; it's in every area. I think they've had a large payment for a non-disclosure agreement they've signed, um, and they get sacked, deregistered, and they'd have to pay that sum back. And uh, humans are greedy. You yeah. dang! If you're on thirty grand a year and you're offered a hundred thousand out of the blue to sign a, not, a bit of paper, not realizing the gravity of what was coming. They'll sign it and they'll take the money and they'll spend that money. You know, they'll pay their mortgages off or, or they'll go on holiday or buy a nice car. And now they're in right up to there and they can't say anything because they'll be ruined and they'll have to pay it back. Right. Just, that's, I suspect that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine any other reason for good people to be doing such bad things. Yeah. Uh, John, let me ask you a question, my friend. Uh, when you were, when you got sick recently, do you think you were targeted? And, and yeah, 100%. I've got no doubt in my mind. Okay. Um, I was I was really poorly. My wife was um, poorly, but not as poorly as me, almost though um, she'd caught a little bit of the blast that I got the most of. You know, we had six COVID tests between us. All of them were negative, Ted. Okay. I, we didn't, I didn't have COVID. I, do you know what it felt like? I felt like I'd been burnt or poisoned. It was a really, really strange. I'd never had an illness like it. It wasn't an illness. I'd been, I'd certainly targeted. And I was told that I would be targeted because I've reached out to so many people have listened to what I've said and it saved so many people. And of course, that goes exactly against what they want. They want to kill people. They don't want people like me on the cold face, putting 20 year olds and 30 year olds in coffins, telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So if they could get a prominent anti-vaxxer to die from COVID, that's what they'll mm-hmm. do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Right. Well, that's that's what they've tried to do here, too. Yeah, of um, course they have. Of right. course they have. Anyone that's a threat to their uh, their agenda, they're going right. to target. Um, my right. life is no more important than anyone else's, though, Ted. Uh, right. And um, I I, uh, I value the lives of people that I will never meet. Probably more than my own, probably mm-hmm. more than my own, because if right. I was really concerned about me, I would have never said nothing, you know. But when they start targeting children and stuff like that, it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable. What makes their children any more important than your children? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I challenge them again. If you need to depopulate, lead by example and jump off the ship yourselves. 
<laughs> you know, um, right. But I can yeah. tell you, they're not going to. They're not going to heaven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, a year ago, we kept hearing "trust the plan" from so-called white hats in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of I, and I, I and I, I always thought, what plan? Yeah. Who should yeah. we trust? Now it's been a year, year and a half later. Um, the world's going to hell in a handbasket in a hurry. Yeah. And I don't. I'm sorry. I don't see a lot happening. I see a lot uh, of people dying. You know, yeah, so yeah, I we would have say to do it on our own. And maybe that was a psyop just to belay people so they wouldn't do anything. I think controlled opposition, just to placate people. That would have, um, but I can tell you, certainly in Europe, what they want is the warriors out on the streets first. They want to finish them off so that they're only left with a flock. They'll fill these big prisons they've been building. I mean, there's some of the prisons they've built here in the last 18 months, two years are phenomenal. They're 20 and 30,000, you mm -hmm. know, and they've got mortuaries next door. Uh, and they've got a crematorium. I mean, Wellenborough um, Prison, the new one, they've renamed it Five Wells, um, HMP Five Wells. Mm -hmm. it, it, it held, I believe, about 4,000. It's now um, between 20 and 30. I'm hearing different numbers. Um, mm -hmm. There's a mortuary on site. There's a crematorium. It's the, per uh, the final solution. It's the perfect mm -hmm. final solution. We see that exactly mm -hmm. the same format. Are huge prisons really a, a priority in, in the middle of the global pandemic it's yeah. there it's in front of everyone what can't you see wake up wake up people you know right 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 our um our government out here started um started putting plans together for fema camps where you would be held indefinitely if you were unvaxxed or you yeah. had COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank um, God for the really, Second Amendment, because it's going to make that a lot, lot harder to do. A lot harder to do, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a strong believer in if you're under deadly attack, you can defend yourself uh, proportionately. Make no mistake, you are under deadly attack. Mm -hmm. They are targeting your children. At the very least, they're going to be sterilized. Um, it was suggested 70% um, of the kids vaccinated would be sterilized. That's without the ones that die from myocardium and God knows what else um, mm -hmm. from taking these poisons. Do I want to believe it? I don't want to believe it. I can't deny what I'm seeing those. Ted. Right. right. Pfizer came out with some documents um, about two months ago as a result of a court case listing. Yeah, the, the adverse reactions. Yeah. Look at yeah. them. Yeah, I know he was over a thousand or eleven hundred adverse reactions. How can people not see that and say, do you know what? I'm never taking another one. Yeah. Guess I bet they never even looked. How they would have got home from work. They would have logged on Facebook, Netflix, and TikTok, and they wouldn't have even looked at what they're right. putting in their body. Right, 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 right. The, um, guess how many diseases were listed in the Pfizer so-called uh, Do you know what? I kind of got uh, down to about page six and, and gave up, you know, when you're like, Christ. 187. Uh, yeah. So how, how is that a medicine? How can't people see it? You know, and they're still lining up, you know, and it's, it's been, I have to applaud the genius because it's been done very cleverly in that, um, you know, you take a medicine, you get progressively sicker and you think you need more of the medicine to prevent you getting sicker. And the more medicine you take, the sicker you get. And it, a vicious circle ensues. So I kind of know the people that are deeply entrenched in this because they're slightly stooped. They're very vacant uh, and they're walking around waiting for the next shot. Do you know, it started off here as, um, oh, 15 days to save the NHS. That was two years ago. And now it's, I think they're on an um, injection number five now. How really? can people not see it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. 
Oh you know, uh, the, the cancers that we're seeing as well, um, unbelievably aggressive and quick. So yeah. as a funeral director, when I first um, started yeah. working, we would get people coming in and you kind of chat to them and get to know them and say, you know, what happened to mum? What happened to dad? And they would kind of say, you know, mum got cancer four years ago. She was in remission um, and then caught a cold because they devastated her immune system with chemo. So right. she died. Uh, but now we're getting people yeah. coming in. They're dying in six to four to six weeks. Start right. to finish. Yeah. Um, right. There are researchers in France last year who found that people who take the jab, they're actually their soul starts to leave their body because they're, the mRNA technology changes your DNA and the soul no longer recognizes your body. I wouldn't um, be at all surprised. That, that's where I think the loose, Luciferian element is. You know, are right. they trying to deny souls um, to Jesus? I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows what goes through the mind of these monsters? Well, um, Rudolf Steiner, of all people, talked about it in October 1917, and he actually time-traveled. He talked about this time when he said greedy materialistic doctors would use a vaccine to inject children and adults to, re to separate souls from the body so people would no longer have any spirituality or any connection with God. He talked about that. Those are the words that he used yeah, way back uh, then. And when, mm -hmm. and when you look at about the pineal gland and the efforts made to calcify it in people, you know, I, I um, for, uh, so, so for example, I don't drink any tap water, and I won't lose use any fluoride toothpaste. And um, fluoride was actually used in the concentration camps to duplicate the prisoners, where they could guard a thousand prisoners with half a dozen guards. You know, um, it's proved very effective, and yet it's been put in your drinking water along with um, graphite. You know, graphite. Why would you want to drink graphite and, and things that are going to damage your mind and your body crazy right. but um people are implicitly trusting aren't they they're groomed right from the word go from school aren't they you know right. Um, right. Uh, but very slowly and very surely i've become very awake now and I, i'm i'm not frightened i'm very angry and i feel um sad and i feel anger um and i want justice i want justice i want what is right um, to happen and not the right. twisted. Right. It seems yeah. that the whole world has become inverted, doesn't it? Everything that you thought was good and trustworthy, you know, police officers, doctors, uh, and the like. Um, and and it, it puzzles me, Ted, how these people can be so short sighted and stupid. Because what do they think will happen when the masses realize what's been done? Right. Who, they're going to. Who, who will they target, Ted? They'll target the people they can reach. Yeah. They'll target the people they feel were complicit right. and knew and said nothing. That's right. They'll, That's they'll, right. they'll right. go straight to the hospitals. They'll go straight to the police stations and yeah. they will target them. That's right. That's right. Um, John, my producer, thinks very highly of you as I do. And he wants to ask a few questions. Yeah, of course. So, Don, go ahead and ask my friend. Well, thank you very much. John, what an honor. You oh, know, Ted and I have... Uh, you know, we talk after the programs, before the programs, throughout the week. I love Ted. And, um, you He's know, a good I, soul. I, right? John, you, you're a good soul, too. And I, I founded uh, BBS Network, Inc. Um, back in 2003 um, because independent media was a necessity. It still is, as we can see. And um, believe me, we've been try they've tried to co-opt this and, and get us to peddle their poop and get a government agencies trying to work with us and intelligence agents on and on. I of mean, course. It's, you know, yeah, of course. And my twin brother and I went through, uh, you know, various 
periods in our life where, you know, it's, well, let's just say we're spiritual, very spiritual people. Um, And so we remained independent. Um, You know, we, we, we could have broke out into, you know, we could have taken the deals, but uh, we decided not to, and we've remained quite independent and fiercely so, I might add. Um, Rightly so. Right. Glad you have. When we, you know, when I hear about somebody like you, I've been following you for a while, and I just have to tell you, I love you, John. And I, I love you. That's do. why. That's why I speak out. And and people, that's the thing that I found the most puzzling is um, that people say, "Oh, you're so brave." And why am I brave for being honest and and just telling people about saying I see it's heinous that's happening in front of people? Isn't that an indication on just how dire? This world has become, you know, I'm 54. And when I look back at my childhood, I had two things. I had a yellow chopper and I had something called the great outdoors. We never had any phones, no gadgets, not many households, not all households had a TV. And we would be out with a football and a, and a bottle of lemonade. And we knew everyone. And, and as I said earlier, you know, people don't even want to know who lives next door now. They don't want to know. They're not interested. You know, if you get someone collapsed in the street now, um, you've got fundamentally four types of people. You've got the person that will walk past pretending to look at their phone and they'll have seen it, but they'll ignore it. You've got someone that will stop and film because they want to get likes from a traumatic video, which I find abhorrent. And then you've got someone that will pretend to help and they'll rifle and take that lady's purse. Um, and we saw that in the Manchester bombings, you know, mm-hmm. where they actually this guy was going around helping the dead and taking their possessions. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, ghastly. Ghastly. You know, Christ, um, uh, where are you, God? You know, where, how can you allow these demons to plunder us? And then the last type of people, you've got the people that will stop and say, do you know what, that's someone's mum. And the guy isn't here to look after her. Why would you not want to do that? And then I find people that are mirrors. And much like a mirror, you look into them like you do a mirror. And what do you get? You, you get exactly what you give. So why can't we all be mirrors, do you know, and, and, and follow our moral compass there's plenty on this earth for everyone. There's plenty for everyone. We could have free energy. We could have free energy. It's been done num- numerous times. And JP Morgan and co have, have censored it, hidden it, uh, and, and destroyed it deliberately, right. solely for right. profit. You know, right. not, and not, I'm not talking just about Tesla, but half a dozen after him. You know, um, water. Water is primarily made of oxygen and hydrogen. The two elements that we need, you know, you know uh, Free energy is there, but they won't allow us to have it. They've enslaved us all, um, and they've upped their game significantly. And, and I've always been quite asleep, I suppose. I, I looked at um, 9-11 and thought that was preposterous, primarily because I come from an engineering background, and I work with metal. So I am fully aware that there's just no way that an aircraft can vaporize, you know, and then bring down a, a skyscraper built to withstand earthquake. It's just impossible. I listened to the testimony of firemen that were in the lobby, who were ex-services, they heard and felt the percussion of the blasts. That was a controlled demolition, you know. And I kind of remember thinking, uh, even down to the, the dogs, they had resident sniffer dogs in, the, in both buildings, uh, and they were pulled out a week before, whilst the charges were obviously taken in and set. I, yeah. I kind of despair that people would do that to their own people. It's also very interesting to look at the manifest and who was and wasn't in the building on the day. Right, and who got uh, notified that yeah, it was yeah. going to happen and actually yeah, well, vacated, right? Uh, well, just who was in that building on the day? 
that, you know, there was loads of people who just weren't there, be it coincidence, be they were tipped off. Kind of gives you an idea of to who, who was responsible or right. certainly who was complicit. Um, I kind of looked at that and thought, well, that must be just to drag you into war to get cheaper oil and to launder money. Um, you know, we, we are great at doing that under the flag of hypocrisy, aren't we? You know, what right do we have to go into anyone else's country? You know, we don't have mm. any right at all. We, we all mm. went to war, allegedly, because that's what Hitler did. Uh, uh, um, but I kind of think now, you know, history is written by the winners, isn't it? And, and right. uh, I question everything we've been, been taught as children, to be honest, right. and the version of it. You're another me, John. I'm actually 54 this year. I have four kids that are, one's 23, the youngest is 18. So within that age range, three boys and a girl, all in they, school uh, and college. Are they all awake? Right. And nobody's got vaccinated. Um, you know, I, my mother was, believe it or not, she was a part of the, she was from Austria mm. and she was the only lady to um, get a full scholarship to become a doctor at uh, the, at the Universitat there. Um, she, she actually got a full scholarship, the only full scholarship to become a doctor. But after five years, the war broke out and she it was all canceled. All the scholarships were canceled. She had to take the first job available to her. Mm. But she was actually in the Hitler Youth, oddly mm. enough. Mm. So I got a lot of information, a lot of information from her side of the family and um her brother, who was one of the people that was the only surviving person that took out that brought took out Mussolini, the only surviving one of the most highly decorated war heroes in Europe. Hmm. Um, so it was, you know, they I learned very early that your governments are not to be trusted. And, yeah, I, uh, I, I was just really surprised. Um, but now that I'm aware that our governments are deliberately um, uh, ruining the economy uh, and killing us off. They I are. don't believe a word these people say. Not a word. Um, and Not I, a now, word. I now look and wonder who, if anyone, will save us. Who will save us? Is this an event that happens every hundred years, maybe? I look at the world wars. These are kids fighting and killing each other who don't know each other to hate each other. They're doing it on the whim of fat, old, greedy men. You know, yeah. is, so are these all coals, perhaps? Do you know, I, I really, I would love to know. And it was very interesting to see that the Jewish bankers financed both sides in World War II. Right. It's there's a click of bankers there, and there it you go. Go by the end, it all, just so you know, and I'm sure you know this, it all goes back to the Roman Catholic Church. Now, you might yes. not believe that, but it no, I do. Does. I do. And, and um, goes, you know. The right. moment the Pope said the vaccine was the gift of love, I knew that he'd sold his soul. To right. Me. And the Jesuit order and the, and yes. the Vatican banking, Chase yes. Bank yeah. and others and the Rothschilds, which are the Vatican of bankers. Course. Of course. And it, and it just stems out from there. These are the people. The breeding circle of, yes. of Luciferianism. Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, that is who is responsible. Right, um, right. But, you know, straight away, they're going to label you with the old shield, aren't they? Oh, you're anti-Semitic. You know, I oh, can tell you, I, I've spoken to a large number of the Jewish community and they point the finger at the same people and they're very, very angry. Right. Because they've been used and abused just like have, everybody else. Of course they have. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So this right. has nothing to do with the Jewish population, um, eh, 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 but it's certainly the Zionists. 
um, are at the heart of it, you know, and I kind of hope right. if there is no divine intervention and he doesn't come to save us, then we're going to need to save ourselves. And I hope people target the head of the snake first. I, you know, I hope so too, but you know, I often wonder what does divine intervention look like? I really don't know. Is it us? <laughs> is it just us? And, and it's the God within us. <laughs> what know? does that look like? I really don't know. I really don't know. It's, right. it's interesting because I see um, lots of scripture during the course of my work. And, yeah. and I, I find myself, I've prayed, but I'm very mindful that this is a Bible that's been edited and tailored by the very same people that are plundering us. Right, right. That's true. Right. You know, right. so there are a, a large amount of, of scriptures been cut out. Um, the Book of Enoch, for example, uh, and and other parts of the bible that have been omitted and edited and pulled out you know why is that why is that and, and when you look at just not the christian bible but look at the ancient um, sumerians for example uh, and the tablets from sumeria um, and they mention they, they make mention of um, for example the anunnaki uh, um it's really really interesting i think there's a lot that we haven't been told how could we possibly as humans make this humongous um technological leap in the last 200 years unless there was some kind of um outside influence well that's in my opinion what's going on john i I think there's a lot of outside interaction i think it uh, oddly enough i'm a crazy guy i mean i i have seen and i've actually seen graphs close up I've seen off-worlders close. I would love to. I would love up. to. That's right. that's probably, uh, and I don't doubt uh, very much like humans. There's good and bad in them. There you know, are. Are there we? Are. It's the are same. We, right. I kind of wonder: Are we slaves mining gold for these people? Uh, perhaps. Mm. I you really know, don't know. Between yeah. you and I, I honestly believe that there has been an indoctrination of of let's just say off-world influence that's been a part of us and part of the degradation of our society since early, early Egypt. Yes. And I think that there are, there are off-world species that do want our best interests at heart, but they, 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 they keep at arm's length in most respects. Mm. Um, I don't doubt, um, I don't doubt that there's a rule. That right. is to be fired of, of um, now whether that changes of, anything or they're willing to change anything or they want to be you know uh let's say our saviors quote saviors i i really don't know i no. i'm like you I, I i just i'm lost what does that divine intervention look like if we're going to get it because yes. can we really save ourselves at this point i suspect that, probably no it's a very right David that's my opinion i think we're we're fighting an uphill battle that unless we get some sort of let's say help. divine help i just don't mm. think we can get out of this vice grip no, because it's agree. been too well designed yes and it's been too long in the planning and all the gears the motions the money the people the power moved in that direction and it saddens me. I don't yes. overwhelms me because I contemplate this. I'm a meditator, I, I, and I still find no answers, John. No mm. answers. I, I can I can imagine there is a great conflict um, of opinion 
about whether an intervention should take place or not. We've seen it with nuclear arms on a number of occasions where uh, these aliens have interfered and they've disabled stuff and it's been well documented so clearly they are there and there are an element of them that are guiding humanity right but they're more watching and yes, they're they're, they're I watching just, I think and, in order and they to pick ascend, and choose you yes. know uh their their decisions and it it doesn't seem to make a big difference when our children are dying and being mm. called and killed so mm. the little things that they're doing stopping a nuke here a war mm. there an asteroid here a sun flare there what does that really accomplish when our children are being murdered in front of us well i think if you if you think about it quickly our children are being killed by intravenous injection not their children a nuclear disaster would potentially kill anyone they had here on the planet as well. So perhaps there are bases, I suspect, under the sea, because it covers two-thirds of the Earth. It's been well documented that, that you know, craft going in and out of the sea. A nuclear um, war would destroy anyone they had here as well. So perhaps that's why they feel uh, the need to step in to protect their own kind. I perhaps. really don't know. I don't doubt there's good and bad in, in all species um, that inhabit the cosmos. Um, I, but I'd like to think someone out there is, is looking at this, knowing that it's very wrong. And if there is a rule of, of non-intervention and letting people on planets find their own path, they must understand that this is our free will is not being respected. And these people right, are, Let's hope it's not self-serving well, uh, that, in, their, that is, in their own yeah. respect and, and, and more towards 100%. helping and healing humanity. But it 100%. very well could be very yeah, self-serving. I've, I thought the same thing. You know, what right. makes all of these governments work in tandem to kill their own people? What is the level of uh, intimidation that they face that they would do that? Right. Um, is it otherworldly? I, that's crossed my mind. You know, right. it must be something very, very terrible. Is this the hold that the bankers have over them? I'm not convinced. I think it could be otherworldly. Well, that being the case, I don't doubt there's even other entities out there that see what's going on and, and know that it's wrong and hopefully they will step in. I really don't know. You know, all I can do is, is what I can do and, and try and but this this is a biblical time. This it is, is a, a biblical, biblical time. Event. You know, yeah. I had a hard time coming to grips with that. Mm, me uh, too. That this is what you know the biblical times that have been told, talked about and and now i actually truly understand that it is um it's a tough pill to swallow we're yes. we're in we're in for the fight of our lives 100 percent. we yeah. have to educate as many people on the ground as we can we need to start taking over our local uh, uh, governments. We need to, our city councils. We need to bring our sheriffs. We need to start screaming at them, going into the sheriff's department, walking in there and saying, you're going to have to be a part of this. We're going to straighten this and we're going to have to start not just localizing that aspect, but doing it in such a way is that we decentralize power. Yes. And, 100%, and, especially financial. That, right. that's that's where they've got everyone is if right. imagine if there was a new way to do things financially um and this is where i i can't decide either way about the digital currency thing i don't like having something that i can't hold <laughs> you know right. that could d disappear with a flick of a switch um 
and when you look over time, over millennia, gold has always been very prized and very valued, right. and it stood the test of time. So right. um, it'd be interesting to find out, you know, when are they going to pull the plug on on the money they they have squandered? You know, um, that's going to happen very shortly, um, and then that's ultimate control, isn't it? Once they've got yeah. us di- digitally, right. we're finished. I, I've always thought silver to be a good investment, especially junk silver. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I've um, mm. I, I kind of uh, buy a little bit of gold, a modest amount mm. of gold every month, um, purely because I can see what is going to happen, you know. Uh, and we saw it, didn't we, in World War Two or, or mm. post World War Two, when they were taking wheelbarrows of notes for an egg and stuff mm. like that. You know, I foresee very similar events. You know, um, I watch people fighting in Morrison's, a local supermarket here over toilet rolls last year. What are they going to do when there's no food? Right, right. And it's coming. Biden, oh, it, is. it really is. It really yeah. is. Biden ordered American farmers this year not to plant or he'd put them in jail. So many what, farmers didn't. What was, what was the justification for that, though? Oh, because he's dictator. He didn't give any justification. As a dictator, he can do whatever he wants. How and, can he do that in a land full of guns? <laughs> well, he did. And um, now we're starting to see that come up. And then George Soros owns the railroads in the United States, and he's refused to transport fertilize, chemical fertilizers to the farmers so they can produce food on a mass scale. Mm. But so doesn't that tell you that those are the people we should be targeting first? Yeah, exactly. Street when, justice, when, yeah, street when justice when, is going to have to start to rule. I, you know, there used to be a time 40, 50 years ago, people wouldn't stand for this. No. They would bring their politicians out onto the street and they would beat them to death. Yeah, look at Mussolini. And, and, you know? and today we're so complete. And, and I don't, I don't advocate that, honestly. No, no I don't think there's going to be a bunker deep enough for these people. I right, really don't. Right. When this shit hits the fan, and it will. And I, and I think ultimately the thing that confuses me is the amount of people that have become complacent, uh, complicit, not realizing that when they fulfilled their purpose, and perhaps the last of us is led off, do they really believe there's a seat at the table for them? At that point, do they think, oh, well done, you've, you know, you've helped but Maybe there's a seat genocide. at the table for you. You know why, John? Now, this was Del Bigtree. He did a, uh, a video, and I, th- I, I found it quite comical. But he said, look, the unvaccinated might just be the chosen ones. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. Now, this is weird because I don't believe it, but this is what he had to say. Maybe these sinister, the sinister cabal that's depopulating wanted to depopulate all the ignorant. Free thinkers. Right, right. And and those that were a little more fierce, independent, and wanted to thrive and survive, they would live. And the rest would, you know, fade away into obscurity. And and then they would come up to you later after the plan had succeeded and say, like he, he quoted, Bill Gates is going to come up to me. He's going to put his arm around me and say, yeah, we did that. But you know what? You survived and we wanted you to survive and people like you. And thank heavens you did because we're going to need to rebuild. And, and you know, this... This might be part of the mentality, too. Of, of, of I can tell you that's not going to get me on board. And if I right. can get that close to Gates. Right. But again, this is Del Bigtree. If you want to watch his videos, this is his weird take on what's. And I thought to myself, well, that's just asinine. Yeah. This is murder. 
Yeah. You're killing our children. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're killing well, I, the um, people. You're and you're and you're doing it in such horrifyingly terrible ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there look is at some no of the videos. Justification for it. No, and, no, there is none. Oh. Uh, do you know what I would have liked to see? I, I mean, I've wondered why. Is it an otherworldly influence that wants the planet, perhaps, uh, and is is terraforming? You know, is it? Um, that they want the world for themselves. Uh, what what is the reason that I know what they're doing? What is the reason for it? I'd love for them to just be honest. And if they said, you know, the biosphere has reached a critical point, no one should be having children now. Do you know, would we have listened? I, I really don't know. Would people? But they have could have done it in a gentler way. They yeah, could yeah, have exactly. Actually passed that. a law and said, you know, this is how it's going to work with children moving forward. Yes. But they didn't. They did no, it in a very no, obscure, no. clandestine way, and it's absolute murderous. Yeah. And so they can't be trusted. We well, can't I, I believe do, um, that overpopulation is the problem, or no. they would have addressed it in the right way. Of course. Of they course. would have addressed it with facts. Yeah. Is everyone on this planet bad? I really don't know. Leaders seem to have an inclination to to be um, evil. People seem to be more uh, ambitious, don't they? So, so I look at people like Trump, for example, and I wonder what kind of man is he really? Is he one of them? Is he one of us? Will it happen? Won't it happen? I look at Putin. Yeah. Has he sold himself um, to them and then decided I'm not giving Russia to the new world order? and decided to make a stand i really don't know or is it all part of theater to starve europe of wheat and gas and oil because that's what's going to happen well when you look at the actions when you look at what they say and you look at the actions they took Hmm. i mean trump warp speed and three times in a row he said take the vaccine it's good and yes i took it it's great and yes you should oh but you know it's really your choice and then you look at Larry Fink, head of Black, BlackRock, being a good friend of his and the CEO of Johnson & Johnson. And you start looking at the people he surrounded himself with, including mm. Mike Pence. Now, I mean, literally. And then he says one thing and did another. Now, mm. it, it. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, son of a gun, I still have hope for the poor guy. I, 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 I almost think... Uh, I don't know what to think anymore. John, I'm as bewildered as the rest of the world, and I'm actually kind of in the know, and I'm still, still confused as hell. And maybe that's exactly where they want me to be. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think um, it's a very valid um, strategy, isn't it? Inventing stories of white hats and and hope, um, placating the masses as you kind of cream them off. You know, um, time will tell. I I suppose you always live in hope, don't we? We all always live in hope of justice and good prevailing over. We really do. And I'm a strong believer in love and and good being a stronger force than evil. You know, all these dictators, they always seem to consume themselves, don't they? So I guess we'll have to hope that, you know, that's the hope, isn't it? That's the hope. And if we can kind of... Um, get the masses um, to wake up and, and see what's going on as they're all starving to death. You know, I think this is a situation that's going to bring the best and the worst out in people, isn't it? You know, any tragedy, any any terrible event always brings out the best and the worst in people. And right. we're going to see it very shortly. Right. Well, John, I, I must say again, uh, I'm going to say it again. I love you. And me, you. I mean that. 
You, I know. you, you are an amazing, honest, heartfelt man. And I truly love having you aboard this network. I truly do. I'm going to let Ted, you gave me so much time. Thank you. I mean that. Thank you. I, I really wanted to engage with John. You allowed that. I appreciate it so much to you and your audience. Oh, bless you. You can always reach out to me anytime. I've never, I've never kept made a secret of who I am and where I am. Um, thank you for such kind words. It's humbling. I'm so glad you're here, John. I've got some more things I want to discuss with you, actually. And, um, Don, you're welcome to hang on if you and listen if you want. Um, my perspective on this whole thing is a little different, um, only because I'm in touch with benevolent extraterrestrials called the, the Plutians and the Galactic Alliance. And from what they tell me, in 22 other star systems, negative ETs have come to a planet like Earth, which is developing species. We're developing. And they've offered benefits to the elite on each planet in exchange for reducing the population by 95%. And in the plan that they presented during the last century to the elites on this planet, John and Dog, uh, Don was to reduce the population by 95% to a so-called manageable, what they say manageable, slave-like population, about 500 million. This is what they're doing now. And um, and that's, it fits in with Klaus, uh, Klaus Schwab's, um, you know, uh, whole whole argument that you will um you will be happy and you'll own nothing now remember um well his father was an ss officer who had a factory in southern germany had slave labor there so that's the kind of world that they they want for us and typically in 22 other star systems after they've extracted all the resources off the planet because remember the reptilians behind this are not tied into god so they have to do resource extraction because they don't have the creativity that we do because we have a tie into god um after they've all done then they blow the planet up with an antimatter weapon typically but that's not going to so happen what resource specifically are they after then ted there's all kinds of things on this planet there's um there are time portals to other dimensions. You can go from one from this universe to another universe through the portals located on this planet, and they want to own it. And they also um, the the reptilians are a separate species. But then there's also the greys. The greys are four foot tall. The short greys are four foot tall. They were human at one point, humanoid out of the Orion constellation, and they've been taken over and genetically altered by the reptilians, who consider themselves master geneticists to change their DNA into a slave species. The greys themselves are considered biological entities, uh, John and Don. They are not, they don't have any souls and they don't have any chakra system either. And guess what the mRNA technology does? That's alien technology that shuts down, destroys your, your pineal gland, shuts down all of your chakras. And after five or six months, you don't have any tie into God. You don't have compassion or love or you don't have any feelings or emotions because you've been transformed into an autom automaton. And that's what happened. That's what's happening to a lot of people and why they get so nasty is that their personality changes and you get a, a negative entity coming into them. Now, the larger spiritual battle going on is that this planet is shifting to the higher dimensions and we're truly becoming a paradise on earth. But the negatives want to take over our bodies 
And as our soul leaves our bodies through mRNA technology, uh, many will die, but some will live. And as they, as the soul leaves, negative entities will come into these people, and their personality completely changes. Now, I've I've seen that happen. I, I've seen it firsthand with um, a really good friend of mine of thirty years. Um, oh. He so this is the story, Ted. He was uh, asthmatic, um, ex-smoker. He panicked. The same as all of us when when COVID was first announced. You know, here's a respiratory disease that if you've got any frailty in your lungs, it will target that. And he begged me to write him a letter to say that he works for me part time so that he could jump the queue to get the cure. You know, and I kind of said to him, just hold on a minute. This is what I'm seeing uh, and I'm a bit concerned and you shouldn't take it. But he insisted. He was very persistent. He got his missus to speak to my missus. And, well, if anything happens, you know, it'd be down to you. And, and so I ended up writing the letter, you know. Um, and the change in him is unbelievable. He seems to have lost uh, the ability to critically think. And this is an intelligent guy who lives in a house, a million and a half pound house. You know, I, would, I knew him really well. And he's lost every ounce of compassion that he had. Now, I... I Kind of, he's, he works long and hard to try and convince me to take it, and I wouldn't. Uh, and I, I kind of said to him, you know, there are kids dying. And he kind of, oh, well, that's the world we live in. You know, he's lost that compassion. Instead of the previous him would have been really horrified, he's not horrified. Uh, and when I said, you know, these people are going to try and force vaccinate us, he's convinced that's the world we're living in now. Yeah. What? You know, this isn't him. This isn't him. Yeah. There's an yeah. element of his body or his mind, or his soul, that's gone. And I don't speak to him anymore. Right, right. The second thing, part of that, uh, I want to say, John and Don, is that people who take the jab get nanobots inside of them. And they're actually yeah. putting nanobots inside of meats and fruit products. Nestle's putting it in their water here in North America and probably in Europe too. And the nanobots control you. Yes. They control yeah. your thoughts what you think, what you believe, how you act. So are there positive entities, Ted, out there that are going to come to the rescue? Well, there are, and they're coming to the rescue as best as they can right now. They're limited by what's called free will, our free will. So you have to ask. The Pleiadians are helping. Uh, there are They look like us. They're just in a higher dimension. And they're humans like us, John and Don, and they're trying to help. They are helping us. They've been helping us by beaming high energy, positive vibrations to the planet since 2018. And especially for the past year and a half to two years, uh, they've been massively, um, they've increased their presence from 1.5 million ships to 4.6, 4.5, million ships. And they're all beaming this high energy. So people are waking up. And a lot of people who I thought would die aren't dying now. They're still alive. And so they're helping, and they are listening to this broadcast today. They join me on my shows. Oh, um, I don't, um, I don't doubt these people listen and hear everything, every word from every soul spoken. Um, I just, uh, I suppose, I, I'm like everyone. You know, I look for when would this end? Will it? Will it end with them killing us all? I really right. don't know. Right. It's just a thought of. Um, I don't care about me. I'm not bothered about me. I, I'm bothered about the kids. Right. The futures that I want my child to have the future, uh, you know, the childhood I had, and right. he hasn't got right. that, and, and it frustrates me. And I want, um, you know, I want people to live by moral compass and start treating each other like mirrors. Well, they they will, they will, and you know why? I'm, I'm going to bring in my my friend um, Admiral Halosaurus, Plidian Admiral Halosaurus. He's in charge of the 4.6 million ships around the planet. 4.5. He's saying 
your work, my work, Don's work, all the light workers listening today are, are so valuable and important to the ascension because we're boots on the ground. We can do things and educate people in ways that they can't aboard the ships. Okay. You're asking for them to help. Well, they have been helping, but they're limited by doctrine of free will. They can't directly make decisions for us, but they can give us information so we make better decisions. And so that's what they've, they've been doing. And so we're boots on the ground. We're the Marines here. And, and it's our job, like President Kennedy told me a year and a half ago, he said, if you want to change the world, um, John and Don, you, 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 um, you look no farther than your family and friends, you know. Um, there is a way to get that guy's soul back who's changed, but he has to ask for it. You can't impose it on him. No. If he, sounds like he's too far gone, though. People um, to to be honest with you, I haven't spoken to him for about eight months now. Um, mm-hmm. The last couple of messages, I didn't even get a response. He got more and more uh, compassionate Do you know? I, I was telling him, yeah. you know, these kids are coming in and they're dying in their 20s and 30s. And he just said, well, it happens. That's just not him. That wasn't, he'd be horrified. Yeah. The old Dan would have been horrified, horrified. And yeah. he's just, it's almost like he's an empty vessel where yeah. there's remnants yeah. of him that I recognize, but that compassion is, is the, the, the part that's gone. It's just gone. About 80% of his soul is now gone. He only has 20% of his soul left. Now, what's going to happen in the next couple of month or two, his souls go down to zero. Now, most people, when that happens, they become like a biological robot. And I don't know whether he'll make it or not. Let me look. I don't see him making it. Some people will, and they'll become the new greys. They'll become the new slave species for the reptilians. Um, it's a long story uh, about that, but I but, can imagine. I can imagine, and and you know, I from day one, I've looked to the stars, and I've known we're not alone. Right. I know, I know, mm-hmm. and it, uh, I would love mm-hmm. to meet some of these people. It wouldn't frighten me because I know they're there anyway. You know, it was, and it, and um, it saddens me that we've not been allowed to interact with them. Well, if you if you want, I've gotten permission to bring you aboard. If you want to come on the, my Pleiadian ship, you you're welcome to. I've got permission of the of the admiral, so uh, we can do it uh, by Zoom uh, later in the week if you want. Just I'd, I'd love to, mate. I'd I'd love to. You reach out, and I'll make myself available, Ted. All right, in a couple of days, I'll have time. I can. I'm happy to do that for you. They have healing rooms up there, by the way, and they're it's it's a little bit like Star Trek. It's a huge um, ship. It's got about, I don't know, close to 90 decks, 5,000 people. Um, they have a zoom board. I, I, uh, I yeah. think when you look at how far we've come in the last couple of hundred years, imagine having a thousand more. Imagine the things they're going to have in a thousand years that are routine. You know, um, the things we have now, the technology we have now would have been considered witchcraft not that long ago. You know, so um, the mind boggles. The only limit is an imagination. You know, everything is done as a result of will. So, you know, people find problems, don't they? And they overcome those problems with technology. Um, I think um, the thing that I I struggle with probably the most is I see humanity splitting atoms and looking to the stars and they don't even know themselves. Right. They do. (laughs) <laughs> sorry ted they they do these things without thinking about whether they should or whether it's right you know? right right i know 
I know. Um, the Plataeans have been through all this, and they don't. We went. They went through a nuclear war uh, where sixty-four million of their people died. Wow. About fifty-two thousand years ago. That's when I came here, and I think you came too. You don't remember, but you did. And they are about eighty thousand years ahead of us technologically, and forty thousand years ahead of us spiritually. And but they're very benevolent, and they love us dearly. Um, but they want us, this is our choice to be here, that we, they want us to make the right decisions. They can increase our vibrations and, and guide us as best they can. They can make advice, make suggestions. And I'll teach you ways later in the week how to contact them. I've got their phone numbers here. Galactic charges do apply. I'm just kidding. But, um, there's, I, I, I can teach you how to contact them, but it has to be our decision, the free will. Because they're not going to impose their will upon us. And they don't want to think of them as gods because they're not. They're just like us, except they're in a higher dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally I totally get that. And I, I'm guessing, mm. uh, I feel that there's a real, um, perhaps a debate going on now about those laws of, of non-intervention um, that are being discussed and at what point they will. I sense this is just a really, do you know the bizarre thing, Ted, is I'm horrified. And um, I'm angry and I'm saddened, but I'm not afraid. And mm -hmm. I can't understand why I'm not afraid, because I should be very afraid, um, but I'm really not. You have a lot of angels protecting you right now, and you're also, you all are also getting some galactic protection too. I, I've wondered if perhaps someone somewhere is, is, um, is looking out for me. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> right, right. The light is always stronger than the dark. Yeah, and that's that's my hope, Ted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Regardless of what they do, if you look at human history, most uh, all all negative civilizations have never lasted more, for not a very long time. Even under the Nazis, what 1933 to 1945, 12 years. That's not a long time. No, it wasn't a thousand year right they wanted it to be, was it? You right, know? right. No, mm -mm, no, no. But um, evil has been an experiment on this planet where it was an experiment um to see what kind of choices people would make if if they're presented with both good and good and bad light and dark which which way would they choose mm. it's it very interesting i spoke to uh, a very senior soldier a while ago and he was part of a unit and that was one of the questions that they asked uh, these recruits would you shoot your own people and there was no wrong answer it was purely to filter them out into two distinct groups and then those two distinct groups based on their answers went separate ways. Um, I, I, I suppose one of the biggest mistakes I made Ted really is assuming that everyone was wired the same way as me, you know, um, in the same way as if you see a blind man about to cross a busy road, would you just watch, would you get your phone out and film it or would you go and intervene? I wouldn't, occur to me to do anything else than save that guy you know mm -hmm. and and i assume that everyone thought that exactly the same way and they don't um it's the same as money you know to me i like i'm probably the same as all guys you know we never grow up i love toys i love an, uh, the brightest torch or, or i'm not particularly into cars um i've got an 11 year old car because i'm not very mercenary in, in the work that i do um we don't charge anything like the same amounts as other funeral homes for example and and because uh, I just don't feel the urge to exploit bereaved people, you know, as long as I'm earning a living, I can pay the bills and, and buy a toy if I want one, I'm happy. You know, when is enough enough? Do you need a four bedroom house? Do you need a six bedroom house? Do you need half an acre? Do you need two acres? Do you need five? 
when is enough enough? I can't understand that constant need for more, that, that more digits in the bank, more digits in the bank. Uh, and you yeah. do such evil, heinous things to do that. How can you, uh, do you know, I remember Ted working for my old employer uh, yeah. and um, I yeah. never used to do uh, funeral arrangements. I used to work back of house for the co-op. So the co-op is like um, one of the biggest funeral providers in the UK. They've got probably 40% market share. So they're busy. Uh, and, um, it was really good. I did 10 years there. The first five years was really good. And then the bank collapsed under the weight of toxic debt. And it's very interesting because that wasn't that long ago. And what that's done, that debt has been great leverage for compliance within that funeral provider now. So if they saw something that they were concerned about, a half a billion pound debt buys compliance. And I can remember the managers speaking to the girls who used to do the arrangements with bereaved families and saying to them, you know, tell them you're going to do the best for their mum and then show them our best coffin. For cremation. Mm. Why would I encourage you to spend $2,000 on a, a solid oak coffin to have it burnt? Right, right. I just couldn't do that to people. And, and um, mm. I right. remain, I mean, we include a coffin in the price because I can't bring myself to do that to people. Mm-hmm. You know, and when they walk through the door, I think they expect us not to care and they expect me to rip them off. Uh, and it doesn't take long before you see that we're not like. And I just thought everyone was wired the same way. You know, that if someone's in trouble, you try and help them out and, and you do the, the right thing, the honorable thing. So you can make a living. Yeah. Bills have to be paid. But you can look at yourself in the mirror knowing you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And they're not, Ted. They don't care about each other. They mm-hmm. don't care. They're, they're, we've got doctors that. I've got such a lucrative um, uh, number. They'll put a needle in your arm, knowing what it's going to do to you, and they won't put it in their own. How can anyone do that? How can anyone do that? I can't. I just can't grasp that concept, that mindset. What do you go home and think? Well, yeah, I killed eighty people today. Do you know what? what Oh, mate, it blows your mind, doesn't it? It blows your mind. What goes through the mind of these people? Right, right. Um, if if um, if a doctor in the United States gives a hundred shots from the Pfizer shots, Pfizer pays them forty thousand dollars. Kill babies, they don't care. No. Um, get two two hundred people, they get eighty thousand. Now we're talking about some real money. And you know, uh, Rudolf Steiner, who I talked to on the other side, um, he said that he he wrote his essay in nineteen seventeen, and he actually time traveled to this. He was talking about right now when greedy materialistic doctors interested only in money because they're burdened by heavy debt and that's all they want. And I'm sorry, they've lost the Hippocratic oath about do no harm. There are very good people, some very good doctors, very good nurses too. I'm not saying they're all bad, but I'm saying there are are some out there interested only in the money. They might as well be running a um, a crematorium somewhere. I mean, or a, a Nazi concentration camp. That's all they care about is money, right? Or they might become a banker, gangster banker. But at any rate, they've, um, that's your most important part. So they don't care. They're, they're not going to listen to you if you tell them about, you know, about what the health effects are. Cause they, I suppose they're going to look out yeah. the window and see their new Porsche or, or you know, look at their six-bedroom yeah, right. house or, yeah. I just yeah. could, I couldn't do it. I couldn't mm-hmm. deliberately hurt anyone mm-hmm. for, for financial gain ever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago I received an email from someone called uh, Yvonne Myers who purported to be uh, RT News. I doubt very much they were. I'm never going to know. And she offered me um, £85,000 uh, 
a significant amount of money um, for an exclusive. Uh, and what she wanted was to tie me in contractually with lawyers to tell my story, as I've told you and, and others, exclusively to her and then not to talk to anyone else. So they would then offer that to all of the networks globally and they would all be told the same thing because the Zionists run the networks. You're not showing that. And it would go in the bottom drawer and I couldn't talk to anyone else. And I could I could have done that for I could have took eighty five thousand. Um, yeah. It never crossed my mind, even for a moment, to agree to do that. Well, yeah. I wouldn't care yeah. if it was one hundred and eighty five thousand or five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. because I've got this moral compass in me. It's like an electric bolt. Well, you know, you can. How can you do that when people are dying? Right. When right. children are dying, I just don't understand. I never put any money in a coffin, Ted. You can't take it with you. If the good Lord spoke to me and he said, you know what, we're opening a bank account up here, I'd think again. But until that happens, you know, there are material things that you can't take with you. Why would you want to leave this earth knowing that your main contribution has been to leave death and misery behind? I don't understand that. I don't understand it. Surely, well, the older you get, the more you realise uh, and there are snippets of, of wisdom that we've been left by our forefathers that have lasted the test of time. You are what you eat. Um, um, it's better to give than to receive. And it really is. It really is so much better to give than to receive. You've got you've got ethics. And I like that about you, John. I tell you just a little bit about there's a program called Operation Mockingbird that was started right after the assassination of President Kennedy in the 60s in the United States. And the program is still very much active today. And what they do is that they pay off journalists around the around the world to 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 parrot a certain way that the darker elements within the U.S. government want to go. And I was offered that along with Simon Parks for a quarter of a million dollars a year um, about. Oh, the years go by here, a year and a half, two years ago, and I refused it. I'm not going to work for those people, but Parks did accept it. So he's working for them now. I was there when he accepted it. So I know the details of it. So um, I've written up a dossier on all the details, and that's been sent out to 100 different light workers. If something should happen to me, um, then that goes out to the public. And I'm saying that here because I know probably some bad boys are listening now. And they oh, know. They listen to me constantly. My phone three or four times. I've heard them um, in the offices and the, the call signs they use in the background. And I'm not frightened of them. I, yeah. I'm more disappointed and saddened for them because they're only here fresh a blink of an eye their legacy is going to be um complicit in mass murder and misery that's you know how is that policing you know here i am a guy i'm morally and legally obliged if i have concerns about a death as an undertaker if i brought someone in from the hospital and i rolled them over in the course of dressing them and there's a knife hanging out of their back i have to a moral compass and a legal obligation to raise the alarm about those concerns you raise that alarm. They're not even listening. They're not listening. You know, what's happened to these people? I just, I can't understand it. Yeah. What amount of money would that be? I just, no amount of money. No amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know, how could I look at my son knowing that I've been complicit in the death of someone else's son who's died in agony? Right, exactly. Can, I just, I really, I've, I certainly would have been one of the ones that was let off and shot, I think, because I couldn't have I couldn't have worked in these concentration camps. Couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it. It's just not in me to do it. No amount of and I can tell you there are very few people that have been under the duress that I've been under 
the last two years and putting these kids in coffins and listening to the people crying and wailing and and laying in a hospital bed whilst they're trying to kill me um, and coerce me into taking poisons and frighten me to death. I listened to uh, a consultant on the phone to my wife, begging her to sign me in, to keep me in, telling her that I would die without these medicines. You know, I've got a recording of the conversation because my mm-hmm. son had the foresight to record it. And this, this guy tells my wife, he said, if you don't let us keep us in, he's going to die. Within minutes of leaving the ward, you know, and yet here I am, it's a miracle. You know, it, um, well, how can people be so wicked to one another? I just don't understand. I would never understand it, Ted. And that, that for me, uh, I think we're all born and we wonder why we're here. I know why I'm here now. Uh, and I, I kind of get the feeling I've done most of what I needed to do uh, and, and touched lives, hopefully in a positive way to save them with, by furnishing them with the information they wouldn't have had. And they perhaps would have got sucked into this and been maimed and hurt. But what saddens me more than what these people are doing is the total lack of compassion and empathy people have for each other. I can't get my head around that. How can you not be bothered? How can you put a needle in an arm, in an arm of a child knowing there's a good chance it's going to hurt them or, or kill them? Do you know how many kids I've had in here that have died from COVID? None. Not a single one. None of my colleagues have anywhere. Right. So why would you do it? Why would you do it? You know, um, knowing what it does, I kind of, yeah, I, I despair at humanity, to be honest. You know where um, I'm, I appreciate you saying that, John, because it, it comes from the heart. And I feel I feel the same way. Um, by the way, for those interested, um, do you know where the mRNA technology comes from? And how I wouldn't, would I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was otherworldly, because I sense yeah. there might be another worldly influence here to intimidate world leaders to kill their own people. There was a time many thousands of years ago in galactic history when the um, when the humans in the Orion constellation, humanoid humans, they were like us, not completely, but close, um, were just, just going off on space travel. And just when they were, they were uh, a huge drac- a reptilian uh, mothership shows up and captures most of the people, 10% about... I'm not sure how many got away. 10% got away, but 90% were captured by the reptilians. And of all the men, the men were sold into slavery. And then the women, all the women and children were killed except for 1,600. And of those 1,600, the reptilians are master geneticists, and they altered their DNAs to take out their souls and become robotic slaves. So they're biological entities, but they don't have any tie into God because the reptilians themselves consider themselves source or God, and they can do anything they want. That's how they look at it. And so that technology was then brought to Area 51 in Nevada. And on there's 10, 10, 12, on the last third of of that complex, the last last three or four levels is are staffed entirely by the reptiles. There are scientists there, and they're the ones who tailored it to the humans on this planet. That's the research they've been doing. And then they were ready to release it with this, um, with the, with the back shots. Um, so that's what we've got. We've got very old technology that that's in this and it does a couple of things. Not only do the shots have 187 different deadly diseases and it would take me 
probably an hour to go through or two hours to go through them all. There's not one good thing in it. But I also have nanobots in them too to control us and influence us. And they're self-replicating. And they, they're basically creating a new type of biological entity that's not human. Human is defined as tie-in to God because we've all got the pineal gland. But you take one of these shots, your pineal gland's destroyed and all your whole chakra system's destroyed. You become a biological entity, emotionless, no compassion, no love, nothing. It's possible to get those back, but you have to want to live and ask for help. If anybody out there wants help, just feel free to write me at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I'm happy to send. There's a free remedy sheet I've got from medical doctors on what you can do to help yourself out. Your friend who took the shot could be helped too, but they have to want to do it. And if they're, sometimes they go so far down the hole, they can't get any help because they're not going to be asking for it. I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll probably have had um, shot four and five by now. You know, they're announcing spring boosters and winter boosters and, you know, people are queuing up from this. Um, and, mm-hmm. and sadly, the reality is, you know, th- this is a guy who keeps getting sick with COVID. As his immune system is decimated, uh, he just cannot see it. And the, and the mm-hmm. sicker they get, the more that more medicine they want. Right. So it's like a vicious circle you can't get out of. And they lose the ability to critically think. I've got a guy who, who um, does my vehicles for me, maintains my vehicles, mobile mechanic. And I've uh-huh. had extensive conversations with him about it, you know, and warned him. And he's still been in God at three or four and their house is constantly ravaged by COVID. And I've kind of said to him, look, I told you what would happen. And he can't see it. They just, and they'll go and get the next shot because they're so ill. They're desperate for the cure, you know? And mm-hmm. so they'll go and get the new one, the, the, the new revised one. And, um, right. and I suspect at some point, you know, I'll get a phone call, to pick him up. Yep. That's exactly, um, that's exactly what's going to happen too. So we have to remain strong and safeguard ourselves, our humanity and our DNA for future generations. Amen. So, um, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot at stake here. They're trying to, they're trying to shut down our ascension and turn us into slaves. Um, but, um, you know, and it's, it's, um, we all chose to be here, uh, John. It's it's not an easy time to be here, but we all chose to be here. And, I I, I um, will keep going, mate. I'll keep going as long as I possibly can. Yeah. So, so I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Death doesn't frighten me. I spend a lot of time in the company of death. Right. Yeah. I know. I've been on the other side many times. So um, I'm not afraid either, but it's not my time to go. So... Um, well, my father was called Michael, and, and if you um, get a chance to tell him I love him, I'd appreciate it. Okay, he's saying that. Why don't I give you, why don't we talk later in the week, I can give you a free reading and bring him in, and uh, I'll bring you aboard the ship. Oh, bless you. That'd be nice. I'd appreciate that, mate. Sure. Do you like uh, Mexican, organic Mexican hot chocolate? Of course. Who doesn't like hot chocolate? And, and if it's organic, it's going to be um, a little bit better for you as well, isn't it? You know? Well, I've got re- a replicator up in my quarters that makes excellent organic Mexican hot chocolate. It's very high vibration. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's good on the planet, but it's especially good up on the ship. So anyway. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine, mate. <laughs> so anyway, and, and um, we'll travel there astrally. Um, there will be a time in about two years we'll be able to go there physically. But we have to wait. It's still a bit dangerous to go up physically. 
I would imagine there's obviously there's going to be limitations bio, biologically as well. You know, when you look at some of these craft and how they move uh, and the G's that are pulled, you know, I, I kind of wonder if the human body could tolerate such, they such have move, a, movement they have, anyway. There, there, there are technologies about 80,000 years ahead of us and they replicate the um, human frequency. So okay. we, can, we can walk around. We're actually in a higher dimension. When we go in there and we go in the fifth dimension, we're in three here. But we go in the five. It's like being in a dream state. But it's. I it's, can I can only imagine, mate. I I really look forward to it. If uh, if you get the time, get, let me know, Ted. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Let me just check my diary, Ted. Okay. So, sure. I'll check I, mine. I, yeah, I don't want to let anyone down. That's okay. I've, I've got mine, and person. I'm so busy at the moment. I've got mine like a suit. I, I know you are. Yeah, it's okay. There is my diary. I'm looking for it. <laughs> ah, Wednesday is good. Wednesday. Okay. Um, yeah. What, same sort of time, Ted? Why not? Uh, we can do it at about... Um, uh, we can do it at uh, noon Pacific, 8 p.m. Um, yeah, 8 p.m. is better for me, to be honest. Okay. Okay, we'll do it by Zoom. Um Okay, I'll send you the Zoom links. We'll, we'll do it at um, noon Pacific, 8 p.m. UK time on Wednesday, August 3rd. That'd be great. Yeah, that be that would be great for me as well, mate. Okay. Just, I've just put you in the diary. All right, listen, I've got to go, mate. My wife is waiting for me. She'll be wondering where I am, and there'll be um, there would no doubt be a hamburger on, on the grill and some chicken, and I'm starving. Okay. Well, you can blame me if you want. So no, 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 no. We're all guilty of our own choices. <laughs> Right, you great. take care i'll speak to you on wednesday all right okay all right all right john take care my friend god all bless right. you my friend and god bless america take care mate. You, my friend. all right take care john bye-bye bye that was john aluni coming to us live from the united kingdom on his experiences with the vax program um he's a well-known fielder director and one of the things i really like about him is that he really speaks his mind um this segment of the program going all the way till 1 p.m pacific time will be on on the um on the atomic bombs which were dropped in hiroshima and nagasaki um there's a quite an interesting hearing uh, or a history on on all that, that that transpired that most people don't know about which i'll be happy to tell you now the information i'm about to give you comes from the Pladines and my galactic family uh in the galactic alliance so um uh let me get my notes here um don are you there my friend we i want to get a place in things if we could um and um, I'll just send him a little note here on the, uh, oh, okay, let me see this here. There we go. Okay, good. Hi, hi, Don. Nice to see you. Nice to have you here, my friend. Um, what I'd like to do first is to play the, um, there's like a, a 40 second or, or maybe a 50 second, th thanks, Don. Thank you, my friend, uh, video on the dropping of the atomic bomb. I think I sent you that. I hope I did. And if not, I can always um, send it to you again. Um, I know I sent a lot of stuff for you. Um, let me look at it here. It's um, uh, youtube.com uh, forward slash watch. Uh, it's got a bunch of numbers. SQW um, are the last three letters of the video, if you can find it. Um, and then we'll start that off. And then um, 
I've got quite a bit to, to tell everyone on, on that history. I'll give you a couple minutes to find it. And if not, then I've also sent pictures of the atomic bomb in Japan as well. I'm also start now. Um, the um, atomic bomb, the technology behind that, the technology bomb, bomb uh, atomic bomb is actually outlawed in, um, okay, you got the image? Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and show the image. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much, Don. Appreciate it. Um, the atomic bomb is um, is technology that's from off planet. It was given to the American, German, and Japanese governments. Okay, that's that's uh, that's one image there. That's from Hiroshima to Hope. And why don't we talk about that? That is a celebration done by people in Seattle um, uh, about August sixth or August eighth every year to commemorate the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And um, it's such a beautiful celebration. If you are in the Seattle area or if you're in the Portland, Oregon area, I urge you to attend this year. It'll be held um, at um, Green Lake Park in Seattle, usually is there. And um, for this year, it'll be um, on August 6th, which is, um, um, okay, we can play that link in just a minute. Thanks so much, Don. I appreciate that so much. It'll be be held at Green Lake Park in Seattle. And what they do is that they, it's, it's, a, it's a citywide, community-wide celebration. And one of the things that I always come away with after going to one of these events is, is, is all the good energy there and how people in the Seattle area truly want to make this planet a better place with peace, love, and happiness, and harmony. And it always, it always, it's always such a wonderful event with so much good energy. So if you are in the area, I urge you to go. Um, you can also, let me see here. I have some contact information. Well, just if I can't see it right now, but, um, if you'd like to go, just, uh, send me an email to out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com, or you can call me at, um, uh, or just, or just send me an email to, um, out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com. And I'm happy to send you the contact information for, for that. They've been doing this every year now for the past boy, at least 30, 40 years, something like that. And a lot of peace groups in Seattle always participate. It's run by a wonderful group of people and I urge you to support them. They, they're on uh, Facebook and they also have a, have a web, website too and they're called From Hiroshima to Hope um, for, so that nuclear uh, weapons will not be used again. Don, if you could play that second link now for the um, YouTube video, that would be good. Um, thank you so much. This is, this is about the atomic bombing of Japan. It's video of both. And I'll uh, see if we can get the uh, get the video running. It's it's only um, great. Okay, if you could play that, that would be great. It's only I think it's about forty minutes or 40, 40 seconds or so, and I can talk about a little bit about what what happened with that. Um, anyway, while Don's getting it ready, it um, the atomic uh, the atomic technology is um, is not from this planet. There we go. You could play that. That'd be great. Thanks, thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Okay, I don't hear the I don't hear the audio, but hopefully it'll come on. Let's see here. Okay, thanks, Tom. Okay, well if we can't hear the audio, that's okay. We can still there's the first bomb dropped, I believe, on Hiroshima. No audio, that's okay. It's a big, huge mushroom crowd, like, like hundreds of thousands of people died just like that in that incineration. 
and that was called Little Boy. The second one was dropped on Nagasaki. Nagasaki was not the first target, but it was a secondary target, and there it's going off now. Hundreds of thousands of people called Fat Man on August 9th, 20 kiloton uh, bomb. And um, after that was um, uh, dropped, um, the, um, yeah, thanks so much, uh, Don, appreciate it. Um, after that was dropped, um, uh, all these different civilizations who've been watching us uh, from across the universe realized we could now destroy ourselves. And the history, it's a very interesting history. Um, what happened is that it uh, first started um, back in the, in the 1930s. In 1934, uh, President Roosevelt met with uh, representatives from the reptilians and the greys at um in on the in the panama canal he made an excuse and met with them and he signed a cooperation agreement with them part of that cooperation agreement was to exchange time travel and nuclear technology uh with us um the reptilians and the greys also signed two years later they signed another cooperation agreement with adolf hitler of nazi germany in 1936. people don't know about this history but i think they should and as part of that cooperation agreement both governments were given um, the technological basis to create their own nuclear bombs. And one of the reasons why it was created is because um, the reptilians and the greys wanted us to destroy ourselves with this technology. Because outside of planet Earth, there are there, uh, the use of atomic technology and atomic bombs is, uh, is completely illegal. And um, it's not allowed at all because it's so destructive. There's not one good purpose that you can use for atomic energy except destruction. The reason why this technology was given to us is because um, they wanted us to destroy ourselves, get into a war and destroy ourselves. And then once the planet was destroyed, it would be very easy for the reptilians and the greys, their slave species, to come in and clean up planet Earth and claim it as their own. And they've done this in other, in other star systems. They know what a propensity we have for, um, for fighting uh, in third dimension. And during the Cold War, of course, they knew all about the conflict between the Soviet Union and the United States and other countries later China. And so they use that to their to their advantage. One of the things that the reptilians love to feed off of is what's called lush or negativity. And when we when we die on this planet, when people die from the shots, they feed off of people's grief and hatred and and being upset. That's what they live off of. Other planets, um, other civilizations are service to, to others. Um, and they're based upon love, peace, and harmony. Those are the Pleiadians and the Galactic Alliance, which are, are planet, planetary systems and civilizations uh, which believe in service to others based upon love and peace and harmony. There's a whole new group, there's a whole new gr other group of negative extraterrestrials called the Reptilians. They have a formal name, but I don't remember what it is now. It's not important. Of which the Greys are part of that, and they are shut off from God so that they are a service to self-species uh, living off of, of Lush. What I call Lush is also like war and conflict and fighting. And so um, um, back in, um, there's been several key dates of different, of different uh, treaties signed with the negative extraterrestrials. There was, to recap, there was 1934 with President Roosevelt signing an agreement with the reptilians and the grace for technological cooperation. There was a second one signed with Adolf Hitler in 1936. There was a, and, and Hitler in turn shared this nuclear technology with the Japanese, but I'll go into that for a moment. 
in a moment. And then there was a, another one signed in March of 54 with Eisenhower. Uh, and that's interesting little background on that one. Some say, like Michael Sala says that the date was actually 1950. Could have been, I don't know for sure. I mean, I wasn't there, but this is what I've been told by my galactic friends. And in the Treaty of, of March of 54, is actually a little bit of a background. Um, the year before, in 1953, the Pleiadians had approached President um, Eisenhower and said, look, you've got nuclear technology. You can destroy yourselves now. We'd like to help you. And uh, what we'd like to do is offer you um, technological and spiritual advancement but you have to get rid of all your nuclear weapons because you'll end up killing yourselves and destroying your planet unless you do. Well, Eisenhower personally liked the Pleiadians to his, to his credit, but Nixon didn't. Richard Nixon did not like the Pleiadians because Nixon wanted weapons and as well as the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the U.S. military wanted, wanted weapons to fight the Soviets at the time. And little did President Eisenhower or Nixon know, but at the same time, Eisenhower was negotiating with the reptiles and the greys. Um, the reptiles and the greys were also negotiating at that very moment with the Russians as well. And what the greys and reptilians told both President Eisenhower in March of 54 and Nikita Khrushchev, Khrushchev in the Soviet Union in March of 54 was that if you don't agree to this agreement, now what the reptilians wanted to do is that they wanted to abduct and so-called study us humans to better understand our civilization. But they had a lot of ulterior motives, including taking us over. And um, so in exchange, they offered a deal to both Eisen to Eisenhower, saying that if you allow us to study us, we'll give you some of our older technology so you can fight the Soviets, and you'll become the preeminent power on planet Earth. At the same time, the reptilians made the same offer to the Russians, to Nikita Khrushchev, and said, um, we'll, we'll, we'll give you some of our uh, antiquated technology, older technology, um, if you allow us to study your peoples. Um, and if you don't, we'll give this technology and this offer this deal to the Americans. They'll become the, the preeminent power on the earth. So the Russians and the Americans um, both accepted the deals thinking that they were going to be the preeminent power on the earth. And it was basically a setup by the... Um, by, by the reptiles to try to take over the planet. Later, um, what happened is that this Russians shared this technology and, and um, a treaty with the reptilians, with the Chinese. And so the Chinese then came allied with the, uh, with the reptiles. It's a longer story with the Chinese, but that, I know that that did happen back in the mid to late, late fifties. So you've got both governments now being given this technology and actually started in the 30s between Germany and the United States. And that's how um, the atomic bomb technology started. It was started from outside influences of a uh, negative extraterrestrial civilization that wanted to destroy us and take us over. There's a lot of, there's a lot of value in taking over this planet because there's, there's lots of different portals which can be used as ley lines and, and, and energy transport to other parts of the universe. So that's one of the reasons why they want to take us over. The second reason they wanted to take us over, the negatives did, is because uh, we are considered genetic royalty. We are the result of 22 different star systems in our DNA. Um, and our, our uh, Earth scientists are a little foolish. They call our DNA all this extra d what they call extra dna as junk dna it's not junk dna it simply was flipped off turned off by the anunnaki who thousands of years ago altered our genetics so that we would 
become a, a slave to the system, basically working working for them. That's why they shut down all these different DNA sequences. Getting back to the shot program and the mRNA um, technology behind it, um, this is old, uh, very old technology, and this was now inserted into this so-called shot program so that people, when they take this shot, they're not getting anything for COVID, absolutely not. They're actually getting 187 different diseases. It's designed to reduce the population, to cull people out. And for those few percentage who actually live through the shot program, they become controlled um, by the nanobots within the, within the shot. The second thing that happens is that um, you lose your humanity. All of your chakra systems are completely shut down. You don't have any emotions left anymore. And my, as my good friend John Looney was talking about, you don't have the emotions any, anymore. You're, not, you're lo- really no longer human. The, the, the new thing is that the, what the reptiles did at uh, Area 51 is that they added their own DNA and gray DNA, which is a controlled slave species, to the mRNA technology. So what you're getting with the mRNA technology is you're not getting, you're not human anymore. You slowly change into another species. Um, and um, people probably don't realize all the implications of this, but that's what my galactic friends tell me and everything they've always told me has been 100% correct. And I don't doubt the word, their word now. So it's a battle now. It's a battle not only for the minds and hearts of Americans, Canadians, Japanese, Europeans, people in North and South America and Africa and the Russians and of course the Chinese and everybody around the world. But it's, it's a battle not only for our minds, but it's also a battle for to to keep our humanity. I mean, that's what defines us. We are defined by our tie into God through the through the chakra system. We're we're defined by our tie into God through the through the pineal gland. And uh, if you get rid of that, you are by definition no longer human, are you? Um, and uh, but this is the ultimate goal: is to stop our ascension and to create a different species on this planet that's no longer going to be human. I have a problem with that myself, and I know many people listening today probably will have the same problem as well. Um, that's why it's so important to, um, to stop this VAX program because there's nothing good coming out of it. Going back to the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, those were just another way to kill off much of humanity like they did at Fukushima. Fukushima was another example where um, uh, uh, it was all set up. If you look at the facts of what happened in Fukushima, there was a cabal submarine that blew up a nuclear weapon, atomic bomb just in north of the, of the Sea of Japan that created a tsunami from the explosions and hit Fukushima. Um, an hour before the, um, um, the tsunami hit, the reactors of Fukushima, all four reactors were shut down by an Israeli company under control of the cabal who wanted to have the radiation from, from the, the, um, from the four reactors spread as much as possible all over Japan to kill people there and around the world. That's, just, that's what they did. So that, that's all, all true. And I've got documentation on it. Any rate, um, so this, um, these atomic bombs were yet another way that they wanted to reduce the world's population. But what the, what the Pladeans and the Galactic Alliance have done is that since Eisenhower signed this treaty in March of 54, and by the way, it was never ratified by Congress, so therefore it's an illegal treaty that doesn't have to be followed. 
Um, it's called the Treaty of Merida. It may have other names, but that's the, that's the term that I've heard from my galactic friends. Um, it states that in exchange for technology um, from, from these creepy negative extraterrestrials, that they would be allowed to, quote, study us and abduct us. And that's what a lot of the abductions came from back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s was, was that as well. Uh, during this time, 4.5 million people were abducted, and only 1.5, million were actually returned. The rest, 3 million people, were either eaten, they consider us like cattle, or chicken. We are, 3 million people were eaten um, or, or, or um, sold into slavery. And um, they were bred to create herds of humans, like we have herds of cattle throughout the universe. And they use that as a currency. Actually, the reptiles use that as a, as a trading currency to get technology for their own civilization. But the atomic bombs, it's, it's, it's a lot more than meets the eye with, with all of that. Um, the, um, um, I want us to look at, um, um, I want us to look at the, um, Don, if you could grab it, the um, picture of the atomic bomb exploding over, um, I think it's over Hiroshima, I sent you the picture, and then I want to give you a couple of quotes from J. Robert Oppenheimer, who was also, um, who also I've talked to you, if we could show that, and then I want to read some quotes from him as well. Okay, thanks, Don, I'll wait till you get that uh, picture here. Okay, no, it's, it's the other one, um, well, either one's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, there was a, there was a picture there. If you don't have it, we can go to the video. Thank you, Don, so much for your help. Really appreciate it. Um, I've been in touch with uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer uh, since. Uh, All of these articles you're about to see came out within the span of a couple days. It's almost as if someone gave the order and everyone executed in unison. See for yourself. This afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will, sign a, will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda. To jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda. Of the 2030 Agenda. Um, that video, I, I wanted to play at the beginning of the show. It's, it's okay. Actually, Remember when Project Veritas dropped that video? It's a, it's a video on how the cabal and the powers that shouldn't be are now changing the narrative from COVID and the vaccine to global warming. And you'll see that in different articles around the world. And they're using that now as a justification to to uh, to take over all farming around the world so they can starve us out that's right that's their next um um yeah yeah go ahead and let me see here um yeah that's that's okay don yeah that's all right um yeah we can i can just continue with respect to the atomic bomb uh, j robert Oppenheimer was one of the famous scientists as part of the manhattan project and and he helped uh, put it together with, uh, of course, my good friend Albert Einstein. And after he saw the um, the Trinity test uh, in July of 1945, he quoted he quoted the Bhagavad Gita, which said that um, I have become death, the destroyer of all, of all worlds. So now we had the capability to completely destroy this this planet. And one of the things that Albert Einstein, my friend uh, Professor Einstein, said is that um, he would have become a watchmaker 
in Switzerland or stayed in the clerk's office in, in Switzerland had he known that this that this um, bomb would have created so such a, a, a bomb of destruction. There was a, a letter he wrote to his daughter Listerl in 1955, and the letter was called a bomb of love. And he, what he what he said what he said he'd, he 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 would have done if he'd known that this that this that his work on the atomic bomb would have created all this destruction would be he would have created a a bomb of love that would spread love and light and happiness throughout the world rather than destruction. Very interesting quote. All of them. J. Robert Oppenheimer became a chain smoker afterwards. Um, he realized uh, what he had done um, with with the techno inventing the technology, and he wished he hadn't done it. All these all these great scientists had a lot of regrets um, after their after their invention of of the um, uh, atomic bomb, and they realized they should have um, never let the genie out of the out of the bottle, so to speak. That it was a big mistake on their part to uh, to create the atomic bomb. And, and you know, from my, my knowledge of history, I know people argue here in the United States to make them feel good about, better about it, saying that, well, in it of the war, I don't think that's correct, because from the historical accounts I've read, J the Japanese were actually seeking ways to end the war in early, early August 1945. And um, we had used that, uh, other accounts, um, we had used, apparently we had used uh, that bomb as a way to, sh to bully the Soviet Union to show them, um, uh, okay, thanks, Don. Thanks so much. I needed to send you that, uh, that video. That's okay. Um, thanks for letting me know. Um, but we were using that as a bullying technique against the Russians to show that, hey, look what we've got. And within two years, the Russians were able to put together their own nuclear bomb because they had spies in the Manhattan Project here in the United States, and they were able to piece together the technologies to create their own own nuclear bombs. And then they created a hydrogen bomb, which is even more powerful than the than the atomic bomb. So that's kind of an inside story of what happened with it. And this is one of the reasons, you know, that. Um, let me tell you a true story, what, what the Galactics told me, that back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and early 90s, there were at least a dozen, 10 or 12 and more times, at least a dozen different times, when either American or Russian generals hit the launch button on the sequence to long, uh, launch a nuclear missile, either at um, from the United States to Russia or from Russia to the United States. And that was stopped each time by the Galactics. Because they didn't want us to to uh, to 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 blow ourselves up, um, and um, you know we're we're basically we've all we've got we all have the spark of the God or the Creator within us, and we have that spark within us, and um, that's and it's also a, a planet of free will. But but the supreme being, the entity who create the benevolent being who created all that there is on this planet, doesn't want us to destroy ourselves. And that's one of the reasons why. Um, as a result of Fukushima, that we've gotten galactic help and help from from our beautiful friends in the hollow earth, including Zora, of course, uh, and Adama, um, to, that have been cleaning up the radiation around Fukushima ever since and around the world as well. You know, I have to tell you this story that uh, back in, what was it, in the, the Japanese call Hiroshima, their 311, March of 2011 is when um, uh, Fukushima happened, actually, yeah. And it wasn't an accident. It was all pre-planned by the cabal to kill us off. And during the time from March of 2011 to the spring of 2014, there were many Earth scientists saying 
that there was a huge radioactive plume of radiation coming directly from Japan, floating over the Pacific, going through in the water that was going to hit uh, Washington, California, Oregon, um, Baja, California, and uh, British Columbia, the lower mainland of British Columbia in the Vancouver area. And if that were to hit, we were looking at a 90% loss of life. And this fits in to what I said before about the about the negatives, the reptilians, they wanted to kill off 95% of the people here on the planet so they could take us over and have a small, what they saw a manageable slave type uh, population to extract resources. Anyway, um, that was coming. And um, so what I did is that I went out and I had water samples taken off of Seattle and off the Oregon coast. Um, and I sent them to laboratories to have them tested. And one of the laboratories I sent the water samples to was to then California uh, Governor Jerry Brown. And uh, one of the things I was in touch with his office, one of the nice things Governor Brown did, I had a nonprofit organization back then. And I said, look, um, Washington State, where we had a Democratic governor named Inslee, had shut down all the radiation testing laboratories in Washington, so you couldn't get anything tested. And Obama had also, who was president back then, also had shut down all the radiation testing laboratories on the federal level, so you didn't know how much radiation was coming in from Fukushima at the time. So I contacted Governor Brown's office in California, and one thing nice he really did for my nonprofit, he said, look, Ted, um, we realize you don't have a lot of money, you're nonprofit, and uh, we realize you're Governor Inslee and Democratic Governor, he likes to call him environmentalist, which he isn't. Um, and Obama shut down all the different testing sites. So we'll do it for free. Just send us all your water samples and we'll do it for free. I've still got those tests. And so I sent the water samples down there. And guess what? No radiation. The Galactics had cleaned it all up. And after that happened, Governor Brown's office was notified. And then he started taking samples off the California coast. And guess what? There was no radiation at all. Nothing. It had all been dis it all disappeared. Um, because um, um, the Galactics had come in and, and cleaned up all of the radiation on the west coast of North America. Isn't that beautiful? So I want to thank the Galactics. I want to thank Zora of the Hollow Earth. I want to thank the people Telos of Telos, beautiful people of the Hollow Earth and Adama, of course, and our Galactic friends and the Pleiadians for cleaning up that radiation um, because they weren't going to let us die. And um, there is some radiation, of course, coming from Fukushima nowadays, but it's a it's a small amount of radiation, and um, it's there to remind us not to use nuclear technology. Um, it's kind of like letting a bunch of children use guns um, and some machine guns in a, in a sandbox. And if you let them play with guns, of course they could kill themselves, right? Um, but so they they want to leave, but they want to leave some of the radiation there as a as a way to remind all of us that nuclear energy is dangerous and that we're not supposed to have it here on this planet. But that's kind of an inside story. Now, what was interesting, um, as we all know, the, 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 the media is crap in the United States and other countries. It's completely controlled, and they only tell you what they want you to hear. Um, and there's an example from uh, June 1st of 2014 I'll tell you about to prove that. Governor Brown's office issued a press release back on June 1st of 2014 uh, saying that all the radiation had disappeared off the California coast. And he, th he thought, Governor Brown thought that was a great idea, and I have to agree with him. That was a great idea. And um, so we issued a, um, a press release. And if you lived in San Francisco, Los Angeles, or anywhere in the state of California, you would have heard that on the media. You stepped over the border to Oregon or over the border to Nevada, 
not a word about it. Washington State, New York City, anywhere, not a word because the cabal had 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 controlled the media so tightly that story just didn't get out. True story. I looked it up too. Um, so they they could because they wanted to keep people fear driven about the radiation coming in from Japan, which was now gone. Um, and so that's the kind of power the galactics have. The galactics have technology up to 100,000 years ahead of us, and they are spiritually up to 50,000 years ahead of us as well. So they can, they have the, 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 they have the power and the technology to clean up this radiation. If we have another nuclear, uh, event like that, um, and they're not going to, but they're not, and they're not going to let us kill ourselves, but they left some of the radiation in Fukushima as a way to remind us all that radiation should not be, not be used. Um, in deference to my, uh, all my good friends in Japan, I will be starting a new Japanese English radio show, um, starting on September 5th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. It'll run for two hours every other week. I hope you can, you can join. Um, if you're out there listening from Japan or you speak Japanese and English, please send me an email. I'd love your help. Um, my email is out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com, or you can write me at out of this world radio at protonmail.com. I have some good friends in Japan and I, I love the country. Actually, I lived there, um, when I was just a young boy, um, ages, I think five to seven or five to eight. I lived in Osaka with my, uh, with my parents. Uh, my dad was in the U.S. Army. He was stationed there and I have a great fondness for Japan and its people. So. Anyway, that'll be a, a new show coming up, and I hope you all, all can listen. It'll be in English and in um, Japanese, focusing in on Japanese spiritual topics. But uh, Or if you'd like to join and be part of the program, please send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, or you can write me at outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. It'll be by Zoom. The time in Tokyo for the will actually start on September 6th, Tuesday at 7 a.m. Tokyo time. It'll go... <clears throat> it'll go till 9, uh, 9 a.m. And uh, I know they have a time change in the fall, so it'll be good when, when there's a time change. It'll start an hour later from 8 a.m. to uh, 10 a.m. And uh, would love to have help in planning out the program. So um, with that, um, we'll cover the world uh, with my German program on Mondays covering Central Europe, uh, the Japanese program covering, of course, Japan, and then the English and Spanish programs on Saturday. But uh, there's quite a bit of history um, um, about the atomic bombs and how they've been used to, they were get, that technology was given to us to destroy the planet. And I think the mass of people on this planet realize that atomic energy is inherently dangerous and it, it can be used to, it's very destructive. There's nothing, not a good thing that can be used, one thing uh, good, good that, that comes from it. And I wish we had taken the advice of the um, of the Pleiadians back then, um, because they offered to help, but then was turned down by Eisenhower. Eisenhower actually liked the Pleiadians, um, but um, later when the reptilians came and offered their deal, he felt compelled. They they actually what the reptilians did, they threatened to kill a lot of us, a lot of us of off us off if uh, Eisenhower would not accept their. Um, uh, so he did, but I think he regretted it. I know he regretted it. I've talked to him about it extensively um, uh, since that time. But the treaty itself is um, illegal. It's never ratified by Congress. 
So we could just say, forget it. You know, one of the things that um, the White Hats and the U.S. military wanted to do was get to 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 reverse engineer and and then get a technological parity with the Greys, so we could kick them off the planet. And I think they're up to that level now. I'm not sure, um, but it's taken all these decades to do it. But um, um, they themselves, the Greys and the Reptilians, feed off of of war. They feed off of finding of, of fighting all the time. And the more we fight, the more we are at war and don't get along on this planet, the more energy this is for the reptilians and the greys who feed off negativity. Um, however, we are destined to become a beautiful, loving, and harmonious planet. Um, this is what uh, all of my great spirit friends on the other side tell me, as well as the galactics and the, and the Pladines. And we are headed there now. This is the closest we've gotten in all these tens of thousands or even millions of years of evolution, we've come to ascending into the higher dimensions. We are at third density right now, but we will flip switch into fourth density by the end of August, early September, with med beds likely coming out on in October. I'm getting the date October 22nd. We'll see what happens. This is all, of course, subject to change. A lot of it depends upon the choices that we make as individuals. The Pladeans and the Galactics, of course, want to help us, but they're not going to be our saviors because they don't want to be worshipped as gods. And it's part of our soul contract for all of humanity on this planet to learn to make the right choices. And um, so it's a pain. It can be a painful process uh, for people who've taken the shots um, and, and for those who died from the shots. Now, um, they've learned painfully that that wasn't the right thing to do and they made a wrong decision. But um, um, but there is help available and they will help us, but you have to ask for it. If you want to contact the, the galactics, uh, you can do it what's, with what's called the hue, the hue's meditation technique. I'll, thanks, Don. Three minutes left. I'll just say it now three times to bring them in. It goes like this. Hue. Just like that. And then um, for the Pladeans, put your hand on your heart. Send them lots of love and light. They appreciate your help so much. They are basically, the Pladeans and the Galactics are the unsung heroes of, of helping us on this planet because people don't know about them, but the Pladeans in particular have been bombarding this planet with high energy, positive vibrations for the past three years. Three years? No, four years now. Four years now. Um, but they've, it's been especially intense in the last um, year, year and a half. They sincerely want us to succeed and uh, I know myself and many other light workers want, want us to want us to succeed as well. I mean, given a choice between living in a planet where there was which is a bunch of disease and people are hating each other and fighting all the time to one that's where people live in peace and harmony and happiness, which one would you take? Of course, I know I would take the the one with peace and harmony and happiness. And I know that uh, Don and Doug here at BBS Radio and myself and John Alooney today and and um, the Pladeans and the Galactics would all uh, have us all choose that that good path um out of this world radio is a non-profit listener supported show and i appreciate your help so much in supporting the show if you'd like to support us just go to the bbs website or to my website at out of this world 1150.com uh, and 
And uh, I also uh, give readings um, all the time, and I have a special uh, spiritual mentoring program. If you'd like to sign up for a reading, just go to my uh, webpage, Out of This World Readings, that's plural, dot com. And I'd love to give you a good reading. I also have a spiritual mentoring program as well. This year is going to be a game changer. We're shifting into the higher dimensions here in just a couple of months. And for those of you um, um, in third density, we don't have much time left for third density right now. There's currently a big shift going on between those who are ascending and those who are not. Those who don't want to ascend, there's another Earth-like planet on the other side of the solar system in a lower third dimension that's been created for them. They'll go there to work at their karma for the next 25,800 years or one mind cartoon cycle. I have a new book coming out. Uh, it'll be out by the end of next month called uh, Journey to the Other Side, talking with um, angels and benevolent beings. Uh, if you'd like a copy, uh, if you'd like an advanced pre-publication copy, it's just 20 bucks. Just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or to outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. be happy to, to send you a copy. My original book, Messages from the Masters, is still in print. And that book is also $20, $21. Happy to send you a copy as well. And uh, there's also, for those of you living in Germany, I have a, a German language issue as well. This afternoon, I'll be having Gail of Gaia on. We'll be talking about world events and the Ascension today at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And I hope you can listen here on, on radio, um, on BBS Radio 1. And uh, just to reiterate, starting June, uh, September 5th at 3 p.m. Pacific time or September 6th, Tuesday, at um, at 7 a.m. Tokyo time, I'll be starting my new uh, Japanese English um, show. And if you'd like to like to contribute or be maybe be a guest on the show, please send me an email to out of this world 1150.com. Um, and I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. You know, if we all work together, we can and will create a much better and happier place. I want to let everyone know that the negatives are losing. They've they've lost the battle. We are still in the middle of a war. There's lots going to be lots of challenges coming up, but be strong, um, be positive, and know that there's better times ahead for all of us. With much love to everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Vielen uh, Dank in German or Arigato in Japanese, um, and Merci beaucoup in French, <laughs> and Gracias in Spanish. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you all have a beautiful and happy day. I'll be back on the air in two hours. Bye-bye, everyone. Much love to all of you. Bye-bye.